Nash. Nash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the man, the myth, Mythic Politics. That's right, Mythic Politics is back on the show, or rather he is on my show. Last time on Wednesday, we heard from uh, him under the context of me being in his arena, on his uh podcast in his milieu uh it, it, it was a good time contentious at times but it was good it wasn't contentious i i don't feel like it was ever contentious between me and mythic politics i have i i always feel like we've been respectful towards each other even if we're doing little snide little digs on or whatever it's all good um it, it was the chat, right? It was the chat that hated me, and and then I didn't, I wasn't at my best, right? And it, yeah, I, I get it. I wasn't at my best. I was high on drugs. It was a, it was a difficult conversation, you know, talking about vaccines and shit. So, yeah, things got a little weird over there. This was a little different on this side. Um, it, this went really smooth. We had a great conversation, and I wish I could have talked to him for hours and hours, but I had to actually leave because I. As you guys know, I have my second job. Uh, I got a winter job working at a homeless shelter, and I am now got homeless COVID. So I, I caught COVID from the shelter. Now I'm in quarantine doing this. And hey, uh, as you can see and hear, I'm I'm not horrible. It's like you know, I feel kind of crappy, a little nauseous. Uh, you know, no fevers or anything. I, a little coughing. That's it. Nothing too bad. It, it was honestly, it, it's fine. I've been working my butt off and getting things done. So, um, I just not working at my uh, at, at my job at the shelter for for the next ten days. So that sucks. I really enjoy that job, but that's okay. I, I have a big project coming up, which I should tell you guys about this Sunday, um, the seventh or the ninth, January 9th. 2022 we're having our 1000k and video release party for hierarchy uh the 1000k followers we got a thousand followers on twitch so we're celebrating that and we are also celebrating um we're, we're also celebrating the 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 release of the hierarchy video which will be coming out on sunday it'll be Released on YouTube and everywhere, so you'll be able to hear it there live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash wespeakenglishgood.com. Come on through. It's a good time. If you like the show here, you're going to love the live stream. Come be a part of the conversation. It's so fun. So fun. You guys, like we just had John Sparrow on of the Violent Femmes, so imagine asking John Sparrow of the Violent Femmes any questions you want. I mean, we even asked him about abortion. Okay, somebody asked him about abortion. 
in the chat. So just letting you know, shit goes down in the live stream. So come on through twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We stream Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our new winter hours. And then, of course, we do weekend hours, which we'll probably keep to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. So uh, but this this next Sunday, the Sunday, 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 come through. I'd love for y'all to come through and hang out. It's going to be a good goddamn time. Also, go check out reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U.com, Q-U-E.com, I bet. Uh, she is working on new music as we speak, and she's streaming on Twitch four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays at 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. She has a new album out right now. It's a collaboration between the whole family. It's a family-friendly album called Pumpkins by Friendly July. Go check out the show notes and check out the link down there. It's it's totally fr- family-friendly, kid-friendly, and your children are gonna love it. Your children are gonna love it. That's chil- children, children. You gotta do something weird with your tongue. Chil- children, children, children. All right, I'm, I must be high. Okay, this is great. This is great. This is perfect. This is, this is absolutely perfect. I'm really high trying to do things. This is great. This is exactly where I want to be. Um, no, it's not actually. I'm, I'm actually just buying time to remember what I got to say next, which I believe is... Go and check out TakeLessons.com. I'm telling you guys right now, you need to go check it out because you can take lessons monthly for one flat fee and you can take as many lessons as you want. It's classes, group classes. Now, there's another side to it where you can take private lessons, but you can take voice lessons, you can take music, yoga, cooking, the list goes on. Languages, languages is a huge one on take lessons. So go to takelessons.com, go check it out. All my videos are gonna be behind a paywall from now on. Uh, so get your, get, your, get your goods off the YouTube channel. Because uh, all those videos are coming the fuck down. Because uh, I'm done with YouTube ripping me off. You guys already know I'm going. I went to Rumble because because YouTube's never gonna pay us. And I've I've hit the, the never mind. I'm not even gonna go into it. We're doing all the stuff. All right, guys. We're doing all the stuff. So all the the all the tutorials will be behind a paywall. Uh, coming up here shortly so make sure if you want those youtube tutorials go and download them now or i don't think you can download them but go and screenshot them do whatever you got to do save them because they are coming down and in fact i'm gonna go start taking them down right after this i'm gonna start taking down one at a time as i upload them to the actual platform because i want it to be exclusively to take lessons and so not only at take lessons am i going to be doing um uh not only am i going to be having all my tutorials videos uh, behind the which by the way the paywall is the monthly fee and you get access to all the videos you want not just mine you get access to all different kinds of videos from all the all the creators on the platform all the teachers and stuff so it's really really fantastic platform so i'm really excited to get into it i'm going to be also teaching lessons for podcasting so if you're interested in private lessons uh you know i can get you started so if you have any questions and you want to like you know you don't want to deal with youtube videos and shit 
come and talk to me. I'll, I'll talk to you for, you know, a half hour, an hour, whatever you need, and we'll get you started. Uh, we'll get you started podcasting, you know, today. So, uh, yeah, and then we'll also be doing group classes on podcasting as well. I'm going to be doing classes like lit classes on Take Lessons. So, um, lots of cool, exciting things happen on Take Lessons. So, I'm going to be directing a lot of t- a lot of people to that. So, you're going to hear a lot about Take Lessons. So, go to takelessons.com and get a free month for free. A free month for free. That's right. A free month for free. Uh, go and explore all the all the classes you want. Watch all the videos you want, and it's for free for the first month. And uh, after that, of course, there is a, a monthly fee. But again, you get to take all the lessons you want from hired professionals, who you can choose, pick and choose who you want to take lessons from, uh, based on a beautiful rating system. And uh, I'm just super excited to be working with them. So go and check them out. You can also go check out Random Mystique and myself on the new Femera app. Femera is only for iOS, but it is thebomb.com. Uh, it's it's a it's a live streaming app, and you can go and hang out with your friends. You can actually make calls in cool little different spaces. Um, you can just hang out with your friends in cool little different spaces. It's really like a hang type of app, but you can also we have there's programming on the app. And Rain and Mystique and myself do the pop culture pop off, which there's no you know talk about conspiracies or. <laughs> or or vaccines or anything it's all about surface level regular stuff so go and check it out it's a it's a it's a good goddamn time femera uh the femera app and uh, you can find the link in the show notes so go and download the app today and join us i believe on this sunday i think we're gonna have to reschedule it but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing cool things on that for, oh, for a while. So go check out Femera app and uh, be somebody. <laughs> doesn't even make sense, folks. But it doesn't have to, right? doesn't have to. Uh, what else we got going on here? You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, all of the fucking things, man. Go Getter. We're on Getter now, which is ridiculous. Twitter, we're on that, but tw- I don't know how long we'll be on Twitter or Facebook or any of that, but we're going, baby. We're going. You can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube and or twitch a free way to support the show is to go to our threadless store we speak english good.threadless.com go check out our t-shirts our merch and uh help support the show monetarily you can also support the show uh for free by going and leaving a review for us on apple itunes or on spotify they have introduced a new rating system so please go and leave us a good rating on spotify to help us start building our way up in the spotify podcasting universe okay that's a lot of stuff next week on the docket we have gail hakes west and i'm not sure what else we got coming up um but oh no wait Wait, who do we got next week? Gail Hakes West. I think we got John Sparrow of the Violent Femmes. We'll see because we're trying. I think John Sparrow of the Violent Femmes is working out to be uh, episode 400. So that's exciting. So 
we'll be expecting episode 400 coming up here shortly and you know what if he doesn't fall in episode 400 he's gonna be episode 400 so that's just how it's gonna be that's just how it's got to be baby all right, I got to get off this. Uh, let's get over to our conversation that I had with the wonderfully intelligent and 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 very well-spoken and smooth motherfucker, uh, mythic motherfucking politics, straight out of the Texas. Actually, he's from San Diego, and um, we, we probably lived in San Diego at the same time. And probably never met each other because it was a big enough city to not meet another person. But yeah, anyways, I don't even know why I said that. Everybody, put your hands together for Mythic Politics. Mythic Politics, what is going on, buddy? Thank you so much for being here. Uh, how are you doing? I, I'm doing very good. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here talking with you. Uh, the first the first conversation, I think, went well. We had you on over <laughs> on my stream, like, a, uh, like, what was it, like a month ago? Yeah, I guess. I don't remember. Stream time is different, huh? I don't know. I stream every day, so every week feels like a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I think. I agree. It, it, really, it really drags it out. So because it's just so much goddamn fun. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it just is. so it much really fun is. being here with the people. So um, uh, it's going good. So I'm looking forward to this. But yeah, I was definitely this is a weird time of the day for me because I'm like a uh, nocturnal streamer. Uh-huh. So I, I did catch a catnap or two and caught a little food. Uh, you know what I mean? I threw on some uh, corpse makeup. Splashing on, so I looked evened out. You know what I mean. So I don't have the, you know, the like the rabbit holes underneath my eyes, and yeah. then we're just doing this thing. So here we go. You're beautiful. You look great. You look great. Your hair's all done up. You're just you got your mullet flying high. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I I actually went to the steam room today. You go get a steam just so I wasn't so puffy. But as you can see, I'm still. A bit puffy, but that's okay. It was terrible yeah. this morning. So I, I you did, look like you were stung by like one quarter of a bee. Thank you, thank you. Which thank is you. a good look. I'm not I, mad at that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's uh, it's 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 going to be a new thing that women are going to be lining up around the block for. It's like get a quarter stung, a full stung. It's just like they're just going to be holding little bees up to their eyes, like <laughs> and this yeah. is what they're going to do their lips. And every month they have to go back in and get fucking ravaged by bees to get lip fillers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the way to do it, yeah. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? Just keep shoving foreign and, and weird shit into your face? I mean, Cleo, that's how Cleopatra did it. Yep, exactly. Bon, bon. Thank you so much for that historically factual information you're sharing with us. Uh, so I was I was tuning in and out. What's this about that you're you're absolutely lit on benzos right now? What happened? Something like that? <laughs> no, no, I'm not lit on benzos. Oh, oh, no, okay. um, I'm I'm actually I'm changing medications right now mm. because my my 
nurse practitioner, because she's not a doctor, uh, she thought that maybe I was being prescribed the wrong medication. And so okay. they're changing. Med- By the way, I hated medication. I never was against medication. And then I started taking medication and it helped out really a lot. And then uh, so now I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try this. You mean like for a general like uh, like day to day or just to get over a hump of a thing? No, no, like I well yeah day to day, but even but even for no, I, I was against it for me personally, not against for other people. I just for just, personally taking medication to help with my anxiety and depression because oh, I, I thought yeah, I could yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I gave you half of the information and then was like you know anyways uh the so so yeah i'm i'm medicated for for depression and stuff and now they think i'm bipolar 2 or something so what Mm. i i don't know so (laughs) i love go ahead i'm glad you're getting that taken care of yeah that's i mean so you're against the idea. I remember I had the same thing when I was a kid. It was like uh, my they like they probably so, so they so, so prescribed a bunch of things to me, but I didn't want to take it because I didn't like the idea of not being myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's a very world. You don't want to be like a a castrato version of yourself. Yeah, you know what no. I mean. Yeah, I don't want to be speaking yeah. in in high voices for the rest of my life. Hitting Metaphorically, those high notes ain't worth it. No. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I cycled on and off Wellbutrin a couple of times. Mm. Now, for me, the SSRIs weren't the side effects were sort of bad. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which, you know, people can Google side effects of SSRIs, figure out what I'm talking about. Right. But I didn't really. Uh, it's. But I thought altogether it was a good experience for me. And I think it sort of uh, gave me it was some good copium. <laughs> it was some of that some of that pure copium right in your veins, you know, that uncut copium. Um, yeah. yeah, that, that and that's the thing. It's like uh, uh, I was medicated as a kid, so they put me on Ritalin for for hyperactivity, ADHD, and mm. um, that was just a really terrible experience for me. And and they, it was just a bad experience all around. And so that sort of carried over. Um, but yeah. yeah, but as soon as I started to take it, the SSRIs, it, it, it actually that's what I that's what I started on it was Celexa. And it actually did see some results, and actually, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." I didn't realize that. Uh, I didn't realize that this is how it could be. Where it, it gave me enough pause to sort of um, evaluate the situation, and, and and you know, and discern whether or not saying this in- incredibly incendiary thing is worth it. You know, so it gives you yeah. enough pause to sort of be like. Yes, honey, I love you very much. You know, <laughs> instead of like "fuck you, cunt," you know, it's like cool. You know, it's not it's not extreme reactions, and that's where I'm at. And I thought that I could meditate that away, and you know, like you know, really go deep into myself, which I think you can. It's just that yeah. I didn't get to that point, and I just wasn't able to discipline myself to that to that point, and it, it just helped. It just helped. But but it do you helped. feel like Go ahead, please. there's a lot of people who feel like um, do you feel like ADHD meds and other stuff like that is overprescribed in boys right now? Because there seems to be there's a fear that people have that they're sort of like you know that men are being marginalized broadly. And I think a lot of that is manifested in the way that we treat ADHD uh, prescriptions for kids, because it seems to be, I guess the general fear is that they are um, trying to avoid naturalistic behaviors in young boys, like Mm -hmm. young boys are supposed to fidget, young boys are supposed to do that stuff. 
And to be good little factory workers, they're prescribing us these meds. So we sit in our seat and pay attention to the stuff that we need to be good workers for the, uh, you know, the billionaires type right. thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the general fear. Yeah. 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 It, it's like, what, what, what can we do to calm these natural urges to destroy, conquer, murder, you know, fuck. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, they're just like, this is one of those ways. Uh, yeah, I do think, I do think so, because I do think that we could, uh, restructure education in a way that sort of helps and placate to, no, I don't right now, but helps placate to how kids are, you know, and, and, because because you see this in those uh, what do you call those schools that are more hands on and not so much of the the Montessori. Thank you. Yeah, so you see that in a lot of these Montessori schools where it's more of a hands on sort of thing. Hey, old Jack Bushy, welcome in. Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> um, I like I like that you have your little Chianti. Oh, old Jack, you have animated emotes. How dare you, old Jack? Um, you come in here flaunting your fucking, your, your, your animated emotes and your Chianti and your, and your, and your fava beans. Okay. That was stupid. But yeah, the, um, but yeah, you, you see this in these Montessori schools where, where kids are more likely to, uh, to, to exceed in a, in a way where they're hands on, they're learning on what they're interested in. And I think that has a lot to do with it because what we're doing now in, with our education these days, it's this antiquated form of education that is preparing kids to listen for a bell, to wait for lunch, to, to sit quietly, stare forward, do repetitive things. They're getting, it, it's getting kids ready for jobs that are quickly being shipped off overseas or not existing anymore at all yeah. due to automation and stuff. So I, I, I do think that, yes, it is overprescribed to get kids, and, and especially boys, to, 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 to shut up and do what they're told, yeah. So. And then largely, you know, a, 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 a facet of that is how much of the, you know, the the surge in antidepressants, SSRIs, is a result of how many people were. Because I think there's like literally a conspiracy that I, I have on this list. It's like right at the top because it's a percentage one. Can, can we can we just just so we could catch everybody up? Um, they might not know what's going on when you're talking about this list. So, so yeah. Mythic Politics is compiling a list and he's writing a book. On, on conspiracy theories, and so he he is re when he talks about the list, he's referring to his list of conspiracies <laughs> that he's writing about, uh, writing on. So, so please indulge us. This is the list that has me on every government watch list ever. <laughs> it's like every, it's like the omnibus of stuff. Not only that, and then like uh, I reached out to this guy named Mick West, who's uh, you might be aware of him. He's yeah. like a UFO debunker guy. He wrote this book, uh, Escaping the Rabbit Hole, and I was talking to him about doing book research because I am doing a book on political conspiracies. Well, the thumbnail is uh, the 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 pitch of the book is basically the how I approach it is dealing with myths uh, or excuse me, dealing with conspiracy theories as historical tropes and not something to be proven or disproven because it's conspiracies are idiosyncratic and people believe them for different reasons. And what, why you believe a thing might not be why another person believes it. So trying to debunk it doesn't get anywhere. And I think a lot of people are just curious about how the world works and different like street wisdom. They just want to know all the skinny. They want to know the lore. They want to know all the all the tropes. So it's basically giving them that sort of with a more critical context, giving them that little edgy, cynical view of history that they're looking for, but decoupling it from extremist ideology that I think forwards a lot of these things. 
But I was talking to researcher Mick West about how to, because Google straight up hides things anymore. Uh, A lot of conspiracy sites are gone. You can't really earnestly go on there and find old conspiracy sites anymore because they're deactivated. They've been underground. Conspiracy theorists hopped on that COVID uh, wave and they got booted off of Twitter and Facebook. They're they're hard to find nowadays. So he told me to go to Telegram and it's alarming. And I'm saying this specifically about being on government lists. Literally all the telegrams I joined were like QAnon are straight up like white supremacist. It's like the grossest (laughs) shit you've ever seen. And so like every time I fucking like every time I open up that app and I look at all those little group chats that are going on, I'm like, holy Lord, bro. Like the NSA is probably looking, looking at me through my camera right now. Yeah. Just watching me watch this (laughs) type thing. And, you know, uh, but yeah, I see her on the, the list. So basically I've read about, I don't know, six dozen conspiracy books and political theories and ideology. And I, every time I found a novel trope, I basically recorded it. And one of the ones I have on here is the idea that it's alarming that the 10 to 12% of all six to 14 year old boys are on Ritalin. Mm. Now that seems like an old stat. I don't think Ritalin's a thing that they give out anymore. Right. Right. I think it's like Vivans or, or uh, um, Adderall. Right. It, it's stuff like that. <laughs> Adderall. Now, right. God damn. Adderall is, but please finish. Please keep going. Oh yeah. And I wonder how much of that being that, Things are the way they are. The material conditions are the way they are. The the housing market is as it is. The boomers tanked it, right? And uh, millennials are pretty much X'd out of the housing market forever. Because now you have like these uh, equity firms buying up houses en masse. En masse. I don't know how to say that word out loud. Yeah. It's one of those words that you read, but you never say. En masse. En en masse. En masse. Yeah, I like to throw an Enya in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, bro, there's no N in there. It's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't I, there, I need a, I need some kind of accent in that thing. <laughs> um, uh, so what are we going to do, right? How much of this? How much of the SSRI wave that we're riding on now is because we were overprescribed stuff to override basic human behaviors early on, and how much of the uh, eighty uh, the SSRIs that we're getting now are just copium for things that we can't control? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. This fucking thing. Sorry, I thought I turned this off. No, I I, I, I do agree with that because, like, how do you... I mean, it, to think that you're trying to manage a entire country at scale, their mental health, because everything varies, everyone's brain is very different... And and by the way, Bonnie, Bonnie speaks French, so what does that even mean uh, in Massey? Adderall is not awesome, but sure. If you like Adderall, good good for you, John. <laughs> no, I'm not judging you, John. I'm not judging. I, I realize that Adderall is helpful for very many people. Uh, as someone who has abused it to get through college, I know very well that uh, that uh, what it does. So I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm more the opposite direction. I'm more of the guy who's in the couch. You know, I don't want to be scrubbing my uh you know scrubbing my baseboards at four in the morning you know until the paint comes <laughs> off it's just not my thing yeah definitely get through through college please speak more slowly so i can understand what you are saying hey oh. um i will try to but i speak quickly and so i do apologize hey okay so you're a you're a you're a suarez fan i, I didn't see you in there i love me some suarez um, so, so you, so, so you're, you're definitely in the, in the, uh, so then do you lean towards the, 
conspiracy side that it's something to sort of drug the masses or do you just do you think it's something that's just hard to manage at scale just because there's just so many people that we're dealing with I think it's the, I think that there it's broadly, you know, America, it's one of the it's one of the shitty facets of our healthcare system, mm. right? Because we don't actually it's the reason why we have school shooters and depression on levels that no one else has. It's because we're fundamentally underserving the populace. We're not doing the checks and balance that we're not we're not getting kids in front of therapists. Mm. We have like a weird vein of rugged individualist uh, toxic masculinity that like makes kids have no social skills. They're unfuckable. Girls don't fuck with them. They have zero drip, no clout. So they go into a, sh a school and shoot it up. It's like, oh, fucking, it's a weird, bro, like, like, it's the smallest dick energy ever going to a school and shooting it up. It is. So, so how do you prevent that? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that there's getting kids in front of medical professionals and therapists and, and, and I think that medication is sort of a cure-all thing. I'm not against SSRIs and I'm not against that stuff. But I do think they're probably overprescribed as a salvo against the real meaningful, probably face-to-face -face time stuff that is probably expensive and insurance companies don't want to cover it. It's just easier to pay for a pill. Yeah. So I think that we go that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Therapy and it takes time and, and money and the insurance is just like, what's the easiest way to get through these sons of bitches? Just give them drugs. It's just much easier just to give them drugs. But then, um, you know, even, you know, I caught that you said that uh, that your experience with SSRIs wasn't so happy or wasn't so happy. What the fuck? Wasn't so great. And so what, you know, would you see these negative or adverse reactions to these with people? Uh, sometimes you can get some very violent reactions and, and it gets worse. What was it like for you, if you don't mind talking about it? I couldn't bust nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it had me all fucked up. That's what, that's basically, yeah, everything was good except for that. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So could you get uh, aroused? Yeah. But you just couldn't the, complete. I was in this weird cycle of, uh, um, I was taking, um, um, Vivans or Adderall and Wellbutrin. <laughs> But I, I had anorgasmia. There you go. Thank you, Pfizer, for 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 not allowing mythic politics to bust a nut. Uh, but yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> it's just like That's one of the things I don't have. I don't have the stream audio. I'm just listening to the Zoom. So you have to you have to let me know when to shut up. So I oh don't no no talk no over it. no no I I turn off. You do have the stream audio as well. It's just I turn off the thing during the during okay. the conversation because they they'll just they'll just activate them the whole time and we'll just be it'll just yeah, be yeah. that the whole time. So so we'll see it, but just talk through it. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. I can't. I, so, okay. Uh, so what was I doing? I was doing a bit about having an, oh yeah. So anyways, back to me not being able to come. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was something about, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I had the cycle of well, on Wellbutrin, which like makes, makes you horny. Right. Oh, and then Adderall. So you're energized. Ugh. So I was just like, it was like a whole thing where I, like, I wanted to have sex all the time, but I couldn't not. <sighs> so I don't know anything worse than that. that so yeah. So I took my happiness and my equanimity and my fucking rosy worldview and I threw that out the window and then I just started cooming everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I coomed for all the days I couldn't coom. And then, you know what I mean? So for now I'm here, I'm bitter, I'm cynical, but 
You know what I mean? I'm busting. Every day I'm busting. Every day I'm busting, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah, baby. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, no, I saw that card, Jim. You don't need to be on medication for, for – some people can get off of it and, and, you know, it can help for a short period of time. Which apparently that is not me. <laughs> so, uh, but but I am interested in this Pfizer thing. Uh, what happened with Pfizer? They got dick slapped with the largest criminal fine in history for what? I mean, and they and they say that, but like the when the fine is like one percent of the profit they right. made doing the bad thing, then what is even the point? Right. Well, no, it, it, it's very funny. It, it's comical, right? Like it, it just came out the other day that Walmart got fined like $2 billion for dumping toxic waste into some fucking, you know, some sanctuary where there's like rare fish or something. I'm just making that part up. But this is true. Walmart did dump a bunch of shit into some body of water and they paid the bill. But but they saved billions on, on just dumping that stuff in the water. Uh, by by paying a fine. So like if if you were gonna save twenty billion dollars by dumping this stuff into the ocean um, instead of getting rid of it properly, uh, uh, you're gonna gladly pay two billion dollars. You made a, you saved so much more money by just destroying the environment. I mean, it, yeah. it's just how our business is our business model is 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 skewed. I think. Would you agree with that? Our business. <laughs> I mean, yeah, def uh, definitely in, in w these companies, you know what I mean? I don't want to be all like uh, a fucking revolutionary Andy over here, but like, you know, when, when the economic modalities of capitalism have you where the, your fiduciary responsibility is like, okay, yeah, basically set the forest on fire, do whatever, dump aluminum in the water, you know what I mean? Uh, throw toxic waste in the playgrounds, whatever it is. Just to for uh, just to eck out a higher stock price, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So in, unless we have, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I, I get kind of doomer pilled thinking about like Walmart and Amazon and their role in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like what what happens now? Like when those companies merge. Uh, well, that's what's happening now, right? Like, uh, I, that's what I feel like that's happening now between America Inc. and China Inc. I feel like there's a merger going on. And, um, like, and, and I don't think it's necessarily a, a conspiracy per se. I think it's just the momentum of how we do business and how capitalism is just sort of run amok. And, um, you know, because I, I, I don't want to be on the caught on the on the side of extremist conspiracy theorists because that's not me. It's really not. I, I know, like when I went on your show, like I, I start. <laughs> okay, calm down. Um, <laughs> the the I I when I went on your show, I definitely got I I definitely turned because people were turning on me and like I just yeah. went more towards like fuck it. I'm just gonna be the the heel now. And that and I, I'm okay. I with liked it. it. it me was too. Fine. It was, I had fun. It, it it was good for content. You know oh, yeah. I mean? It was, was great like, content. I mean, but, you know, I don't think it was great for building any kind of audience <laughs> and yeah, cross and audience did, building. This, the same thing. There was another gentleman that I tried to have on the stream. And, like, literally, I think that I just have to do – in order for me to get qualitative interviews where I'm literally – because I have, like – Along with the list of tropes that has like about 3,000 conspiracy theories, I have a list of things that people articulate that they're afraid about or motivations. And I think that if we speak to those true fears about people, we're going to be able to bridge the gap because it's less about the facts and more about how shit makes them feel. Mm -hmm. And that's not – and me as a humanist, I'm like a secular humanist, right? I think that the way people feel about stuff is all that kind of matters in the universe. It's the only known quantity in the universe that kind of matters to people is – 
how we feel about ourselves, how our family life is and everything else like that. So in order for me to write about this stuff and not be tone deaf or whatever, I have to talk to people and figure out what literally and not. I don't want them to quote newspaper headlines back at me mm-hmm. or feel like they have to defend a thing or prove it. I want to act as if, okay, let's say what you're saying is true. Why does that fuck with your head? Mm-hmm. What about this wounds your pride, fucks with your ego? What about this crushes the way you think the world works or whatever? Like, what about this is like devastating? What is, why is this thing stuck in your head like that? Let's just say it's true. What, what's up with that? And it's very hard to get those qualitative, just like just descriptive answers out of people, especially when I have a hostile ass cynical uh, chat, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think that I need to take those off air and just have interviews Mm. where I can, uh, where people aren't curbing what they're saying based on what they think Mm. the reaction from the chat is going to be yeah, or something like that. But I feel, I think you, I think you did as well as you could. Mm. Well, with an adversarial audience that you're reading in real time. Right. And then, and, 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 you know, like, I don't mind that. And, and, and like, I think we addressed it a little bit um, last stream where you were just in chat and it was just like, well, it, it's okay when the chat kind of turns on the gas because that's sort of what you're inviting in. And, and like you said, that maybe you do need to take some of it off of the live stream in more of a private situation. Whereas I, I think that's amazing. Like I, because I, I'm coming from that world. I'm coming from like I've been doing my podcast for about seven years now. So I've been doing mm. podcasts when when people still didn't really even know what podcasts were. So I have like I'm going. I'm coming up on 400 episodes. So wow. I know what you know. Like in in by the way, my podcast, my audio side is like way bigger <laughs> than my Twitch side. By the way, it's like. It's much more of a built audience than than my Twitch side, which is rather new. And nothing against the Twitch people. I love my Twitch people. And and what's interesting is that the Twitch people are getting to be known by the by the by the the audio people as like regular people who are sort of a part of the show. So it's actually taken on this really interesting uh, life of its own within the audio side of things. But anyways, uh, but I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because that's what I would do. That's what I've been doing my whole time that I've had my podcast. And then all of a sudden you bring it on to, um, onto Twitch and it's very public. And I've had moments where the guest feels attacked and, yeah. you know, when really I'm not trying to find guests and have them feel attacked because that's not what it is. I mean, like yourself, I'm just trying to understand how the world's going. I don't want to sit here in judgment. I want to know why people voted for Trump. I want to know why people are extremely angry about, you know, vaccines or whatever. I want to know why people are, you know, are, are traveling the country playing music like gypsies. You know what I mean? Like, so like, yeah. I, I, this is all very interesting to me. And uh, like, whether or not you have opinions that don't align with mine, it doesn't matter because I just want to know what you know. And then when you add that to a live audience, all of a sudden, you know, that all goes out the window. I had someone on the other day or a couple months ago, and, uh, you know, he was a black dude saying he he loved Uncle Tom as a character, you know, and, and that's an incendiary ass thing to say. Uh, and and especially when you have a, a chat full of of some some people of color, you know, and some really really you know you know you know yeah, it things turn things turned and all of a sudden now he won't come back on the show and he's like nah I gotta vet shit better and it's like dude that's not what it was it was a great conversation until chat got involved. <laughs> 
it's very hard to without it's because it's a feedback loop, right? In right. the same way that if you're on stage and a song is tanking or an act is tanking, you're getting those visual cues just from the looks on people's faces or whatever, and you're going to modulate your performance. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a podcast, you're 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 like have blinders on. You can just sit there and talk about the thing mm. in real time, and there's no one stopping your guys's wave mm. and your momentum. But it's interesting. I'm interested to see how Twitch is because Twitch is. Twitch is hard to fake it. Uh, it. It's different in that way where you get checked in real time when you're wrong about stuff, yes. where you'll be, you'll be talking about a thing and someone will post a link in chat, like, no, you're stupid. Look at this. And you're like, oh, okay. I had a whole ass soliloquy. I was about to go on here and then you get <laughs> shut down by your chat and you have to watch this video explaining why you're wrong in like 30 seconds. You're like, okay. Anyways. So now we're pivoting from that. Right. But it's, it's very interesting, especially in the context of, people feeling feeling extremely gaslit by mainstream media mm -hmm. they feel like and i don't i don't blame them mm -hmm. you know what i mean how uh, i think you you're one of those people who feels uh marginalized right and you feel politically disengaged or you feel like the corporatist media is probably not giving us you know the real deets right. or you know the details about that we need definitely to make holding shit back from us to, to push a narrative yes yeah what do I you mean, think? The, what do you think the narrative is? It's it, it, it's fall in line. Do what we tell you. I mean, it's always been that, but now it's like fall in line. Take these vaccines, even though they don't slow the spread. Um, maybe a little bit, but come on. The president just got on the TV. Look, we don't have to go to vaccines right now, but that's just an example. All right, it's just an example of like something that they're pushing so hard. And they don't even have all the evidence. They don't, you know, obviously no one has all the evidence, but it's like they're pushing it as, as truth. They're pushing it as fact. And the fact is no one knows and not even them. And the fact that they're trying to push it as something that they, that, that they're the all knowing is bullshit in itself. And I mean, there's way more to it than that, but like just in one, you know, one little section of thought. That's there. Oh, thank you for that host, Mythic. Yeah, I, I didn't realize I, I didn't realize I hadn't been doing it. So what I'm curious about is so you you seem to activate when on the COVID thing. That seems to be your the omnibus thing, but that's a good omnibus conspiracy. A lot of stuff is like uh there's a few things that all of conspiracy theories kind of live in. For some people, it's either the Jewish question, uh uh Freemasons, the Vatican, um uh, the Illuminati. And now QAnon or Pizzagate and those kind of merged, I think, uh, into one omnibus overarching conspiracy that every other conspiracy can live in for a person in the same way that like Christianity is a like a totalizing type of uh, ideology, which can recontextualize the way you look at the whole world. Right. It's like between me and God and there's a sacred covenant and then everything else is it comes down from that. And I recontextualize my whole life from that. QAnon is another thing that people can do that with. Mm -hmm. They lock onto that and they recontextualize everything. They like rethink it. They, okay, that's why I had problems in school. These motherfuckers were like baby yeah. and pedos. I instinctively, I knew I was right to not trust them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, yeah. It's like one of those things. Right. Well, right. Confirmation bias coupled with, you know, the, the just a, a lack of, of good information. I can see it. Uh, in, in the but same way with wokeism you, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, okay. The, wokeism's a, a weird one, but we can get into that. Sure. But uh, I would, I would, uh, I'm curious about how you, because it probably didn't start with coronavirus, right? You probably had some conspiratorial beliefs that this built on like a lattice work. Mm. It's like a bunch of little things that you believed 
And then there was a superstructure of the omnibus conspiracy theory that everything fit into. Mm -hmm. And you're like, boom, and that sort of crystallized everything. That's generally how it works. So I, uh, me personally, I remember getting pilled off of the Zeitgeist movie. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then like, uh, like hip hop music, like Immortal Technique Mm. and and shit like that. I think a lot, just like a really like looking into like, what the hell is he talking about with yeah. like Anunnaki? Yeah. Like ne- ne- Nephilim. What the hell is he talking about? Like getting pilled on like alternative religion, mm-hmm. occult references, occult conspiracies and stuff like that. And then it starts me down like a little wor- uh, a rabbit hole. Did you have any type of stuff like that? Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, man. Oh fuck. Yeah. And, um, and I would probably say that one of the first things was probably 9-11, the whole thing, because, you know, like, uh, I mean, Alex Jones, I was into Alex Jones before 9-11, too. So, like, I always had this, you know, I've always had this question everything and, and um, mentality. My father was one of those people. He wasn't a conspiracy theorist, but he was one of those people who definitely, oh, thank you, Morby. And by the way, anybody who has questions for our guests, you can use our Fresh Bars. Uh, it's cheap. It's a, it's a cheap channel point. It's only one Fresh Bar to uh, ask a question. So if you do have a question and, and it just helps me keep track of the questions in chat so we don't lose them. Um, yeah, it, it's it, my dad wasn't a conspiracy theorist, but he was definitely one of the first people to be like, let me tell you, this whole Christianity thing doesn't really make a whole lot. It's not really adding up to me, you know? Like, we just have these talks and stuff and where he's sort of figuring things out and questioning things on his own. So, like, it's always been in my blood. And, and plus, my, my I come from a family of re- rebellious Mexicans as well. So <laughs> I just – it's in my blood to just not take it for face value. Um, mm. So, it, 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 yeah, it, it started probably a little bit before that. I can't remember. I remember – I just remember listening to like uh, – you know Art Bell? Is that his name? Yeah, Art, Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. I remember hearing Art Bell. My dad listened to him on the – <laughs> Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I remember that that was a uh, you know that was something my dad listened to on the AM and uh, mm. and uh, and uh, he also listened to Rush Limbaugh who who actually did hit on conspiracy theories, which which that's probably why people are think that uh, that that uh, you know the right is is a source of conspiracy theories because in in a way it does the right does sort of come up with these things and especially you can see that manifesting into like um into like candace owens now right because candace owens is like when i watch candace owens speak i'm just like this is like how i spoke in high school (laughs) this is what i you know like because after 9 11 and after uh what's that movie uh what was the, the the doc the doc that came out loose change loose change you know, like it was over. It was over. I mean, yeah. it was it was just over, and and and, and that was it. And like then it was like I'll never ever believe anything you say. You had the Iraq War. You had the the obvious lies. You had you, you know George, the the whole Bush Cheney thing was was garbage. And now to sit there and the fact that we are sitting here and we're giving praise to this old fucking painter who's a fucking war criminal drives me up the fucking wall he should be fucking dragged in the streets and beaten to death by the people he had fucking betrayed fuck him are you talking about bush both of them the whole fucking okay yeah uh it's interesting when you think about it you had 9-11 hit and then you had which triggered the fuck out of everybody in america you know what i mean that really that 
that was like an epic thing that like I've not had a thing like where I felt earnestly like patriotic and like felt like we need to circle the wagons about a thing mm-hmm. other than maybe Corona a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That there's yeah, like, sure. we, I remember with Corona when it started and like you get about a month and you realize, Oh, this is going to stick with us. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that this is kind of like the new normal. And nine 11 had that feeling too. There was like a pre nine 11. And then there was after that probably no. JFK was the same thing, but I wasn't alive then. Right. Me it's like life was one way. And then that event happened. And then for everybody else, life was different after right. that. And it, it's it, like, we all had collectively like PTSD after that. And then there was the wars that we were sold on that were sold on as righteous. Right. And mm-hmm. unlike world war two, it ended up not being, bro, that was a huge W for us to finding a uh, finding concentration camps. Yeah. Cause they recontextualized that made everything righteous after the fact it like isolation. should we in, get involved or not? And then it's like, afterwards we have these concentration camps that we can point out and say, see yep. this, we should have gone there. We didn't have anything like that nope. in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. WMDs. All- that's what they had. Yeah, it's like a fucking it's it's a boondoggle, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the whole thing is just so we had that. And then the millennials had the housing market pull out on them. So we got pilled on our insecurity, the futility of war and how we, they get lied. They lie to us to foment wars. We saw that in 4K, everybody. And then we had the the financial market pull the rug out from under under us and the banks and everything. The banks working in concert with the government to steal our houses back mm-hmm. and steal our life savings all the equity we had in our homes and stuff like that. And it was like kind of like a triple punch. And I think that pilled a whole last generation. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you had, you know, Obabe and then he was like, and then online hit. Yes. Yeah, Once true. all those things happened, then everybody had all of a sudden, everybody had a Facebook to complain about. Mm-hmm. And then that's, it's not been political discourse has never really recovered. So we're fractionated, but in some way you're talking about Rush Limbaugh and being right wing. It's interesting because for a long time, I don't know how much we got into it, but the Augustine Burrell, but you can go back and read books from the 1780s where they're blaming uh, the Jews, Jewish people and the and the Freemasons for fomenting the war. And when you take what Augustine Burrell said, you can change some words out. And it sounds literally what like Sean Hannity says. Mm. It's it's literally for for people and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying you're a part of this but i think you're more like the reactionary center you're sort of like a reactionary centrist a little bit yeah, I would say but so. for like for like true blue like christian republican right-wingers modernity is a bit of a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. the whole thing they look at it as like string further from god every day right, right. they're looking at like not saying prayer in schools they're looking at this they're looking at the secularization of life as a degradation so there is a conspir- conspiratorial component to it, yeah. and they're right. We come from them kids. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanna, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was like the whole like this rap music is 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 destroying the the our culture and our kids, and and some would agree with that, and there would even be some black people who would agree with that as well, but. You know, like for the most part, yeah, they're like they're coming to get our kids. They're gonna turn them into fucking Satanists. They're gonna fucking turn them into. Fu- they're gonna be fucking outside of marriage and all this shit. You know, it, yes, yes, indeed, that that is where you know a lot of this stuff stems from, is the fear of them coming to get our kids and take our jibs and fuck you know and, and fuck our wives and you know all these things. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's fuck some wives. I only like two out of three of those. You know what I mean? (laughs) Morby. Enjoy. Enjoy. Have a good day, bud. Uh, Specifically for them, I I have this list here of fears. Uh, Let's see here. 
the, there's like different types of fears that people have for omnibus conspiracies. I think that like Marxists, like leftists, they feel like the power differential, the different, the power differential between the populace and the elites is increasing and we're slipping into a dystopia, like a financial corporate dystopia. That's like what like leftists are afraid of mm. that, that corporate power will create a permanent underclass in society. Now Christians and the, like more, like I would say like broadly right-wingers, but I think that even generally right-wingers have internalized a lot of the, the Christian apprehension of millenarianism, mil, mil, uh, that the, the evil's winning a war for the world, that the end times are approaching, that you're going to hell, mm. that the feeling of powerless or insignificance, insignificance in the face of the machine. And the big one for Trump, it kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier about Ritalin and stuff like that. It's that the feeling of men in a post-industrial America that we are disposable as men and that we're being re replaced as white Americans. Mm. It's the general fear of white people not being the plurality anymore, which, no. you know, that, that for, for people in flyover states in Ohio, that's got to be terrifying. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. And, and I'm in Ohio and, and it is terrifying. Oh, yeah. But Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care because I think that we are the real, the real idea, of, and this is the real America. No, I mean, here. sorry for using it as a reference. I didn't oh, I don't care. That. I don't. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah. Care. I, I shit on Ohio all the time. Shit, Ohio fucking sucks. Uh, it's the it, it seems to be. There's probably better flyer states. So what's the, what's the state around you that has like nobody in it? Well. Uh, Probably like Wisconsin or, or yeah, fuck or, Wisconsin. I'm talking about people from, from Wisconsin. No, 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 no. Iowa. Let's shit on Iowa. But still, okay. but no, but but to be honest, I wouldn't. I'd rather be in Ohio right now than anywhere during a pandemic because we're not freaking out like fucking the, the coast is. And you're in Texas. You know exactly how this is. You're not freaking out. Like no one's freaking out over there. Everyone's fucking chilling. No one. Yeah. Everyone's remaining calm. You you protect the vulnerable. You fuck it. And, and you, you do the best you can and, and, and you know, get vaccinated if fucking if that's well, what I'm protecting you the vulnerable here. Exactly. They're, you're protecting they're just sort of going on. They're like, oh, and give if I give some push, I wouldn't really are say they're Christian? protecting the vulnerable, but what are your thoughts on black people and BLM? Um we'll get there. Uh are, are you are you a Christian? Uh okay, so we got some questions from the chat coming in and we'll address those. Um uh, yeah, uh, the black people, black people are amazing. I'm married to a black person. I, I don't know. That's kind of a weird question to ask ball dragon. No, no, no offense, but BLM is kind of a, of a shit show of a, of an organization. Uh, there's certain aspects I agree about, but there's a lot that I don't. And when you look at who the leaders are and look at how they are like Marxism for everyone, but me, and I have like four homes, including a millions of dollar, a $4 million mansion in Topanga Canyon, which is one of the richest uh, neighborhoods in, in the world. And you're telling people that they have to live like Marxist or, or like, like, a, like, a Jesus, like in communism, but, but you get to live on, on, on top of the hill. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So, and I am not a Christian. I, I used to be, but I don't care about that shit, but I don't disrespect people who do because I, I'm respectful and, and, and I, I want people to feel welcome. So if you're, Christian, I just respect everyone equally. I don't feel like I give, mythic, I dole it out extra for Christians. Mythic, mythic politics is a different person altogether, which by the way, can we get a shout out for mythic politics? He, he is a I, streamer I, here. I speak for Mike in this regard. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Dragon for following. <laughs> Paul Dragon's like, I got to know how he feels about BLM before I follow. <laughs> No, uh, I, now that you followed, I, I support BLM. 
fully. Now the, now, yeah. Now, well, well, there's even people who are on the ground at the protest don't necessarily uh, like the, you know, what's called the BLM leadership, which is basically the people that own the website. Yeah. I think a lot of people, even though they um, they have list the website BLM.com or whatever it is. I think a lot of people, they're just generally just against police brutality. I think most people yeah. would agree there's systemic racism in the U.S. and poli uh, police uh, are disproportionately shoot black people. And there's there doesn't seem to be a good handle on de-escalation. And I'm not saying they're terrible at it. Mm -hmm. I've, I've personally seen cops de-escalate stuff fairly well. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying that it's all the way bad. It's just when it goes bad, it goes real bad. Yes. And, you know, and there's no consequences for the cops. So right. I think that there needs to be some stuff. But, but I think as for me as a Marxist, <laughs> right? <laughs> when I see cops, cops effectively from in my worldview are just are just babysitters for rich people's property. Yeah. That's literally what their job is. They're not out there fighting for the, yeah. the working class guy. They're not out there uh, fighting for the yeah, lever. They go get money. The, they go get money for, for the for the government. They they go and, and and extract money from the from the people as well. Yeah, and even that, like you would say, I would argue that you know, cops are, would be almost working class if they didn't if they weren't working so often against the interests of the of the working class in that way. Thank you, Bob. Because. If you if you if you're someone working a, a nine to five job, the 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 thing that's most likely to derail you is getting arrested, being thrown in jail without bail arbitrarily, getting taken off the street. It's going to be the the cop is the pointy end of the stick mm. that's going to intervene. It's like what's it's called a uh, Kansas City policing, mm. where in, instead of to combat rising crime rates, they just started pulling over everybody. Yeah, they just started making up reasons to pull people over. Too many stickers on your car, yeah. a broken tail light. Well, I mean, they, uh, New York City had this stop and frisk, which is horrible. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it gives them a they gives them an impetus to stop you mm -hmm. and shake you down and see if you have drugs on you, see whatever mm -hmm. to try to intercept you if you do have warrants, if you do have this or that. So their idea is like, hey, if we just get face to face contact with as many people as possible and arbitrarily detain them for stuff, we're gonna get at them before the crime happens. So it's like a way of like them attacking pre-crime and then you see, uh, you know, prison rates skyrocketing and crime rates going down. But at like at what cost? Right. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah, there's less purse. Uh, there's less purse jackings or whatever. Uh, but there's like but now we have to pay, you know, wh whatever it is, ten thousand dollars a year for everybody that's arbitrarily thrown in jail because they th smoke weed or something. Yeah. Sounds and cops good. are a big component of that. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think it's their fault. I think it's the legislator's fault. I think it's the lobbyist's fault. I think it's the private prison industry's fault. I think it's everybody who's keeping weed illegal. I think it's the pharmaceutical companies who flood the flood the who increase the demand for the drugs through whatever lobbying through commercials for whatever um, paying doctors, giving them kickbacks and incentives to overprescribe, which saturate the market and make it sa sale a saleable commodity. There's a bunch of stuff that we can go we can do, but uh, unfortunately, it seems that police are part of the so in that way. I support BLM, but I don't necessarily, I don't feel like I have to defend and I don't, I don't really know a lot about the BLM founders uh, because to me, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is largely just people on the ground, you know, showing their support for a public mm -hmm. mandate for police reformation. Yeah. So that's, that's what I support. Um, so, somebody in chat, I had to, I had to time someone out. By the way, you, you can come back. Just don't say that dumb shit in my chat. Just, we're, yeah, we're so posting. They're just they're just saying women shouldn't be allowed to vote, and I was like, that's dumb. 
just, you know, come back when you have a better outlook on life. But, uh, yeah, don't be fucking saying that dumb shit in my chat. Uh, there's a lot of people, you can go on conservative TikTok and there's a whole bunch of people who like, like women earnestly believe that they're oh, like, I know. you can point it yeah, oh, I know. I, mean, I know that's real. I know that's real. Uh, it, it, of course, it's real. But it, but it, it's not real here. That's not like true. I, I, you know what? And, and maybe I. It's funny I, when we we say something's real, and then like like I think Ben Shabibo does this a lot, <laughs> where you'll go in there and you'd be like, leftists, leftists think that all boys should be castrated when they yeah. come out of the womb, right. and you're like, word, what? and then you go and click <laughs> on it, and it's like three quote tweets for like three people with no followers and no yeah. likes. It's like, come on, bro. Right. You can cherry pick anything to build a narrative, but right. we leftists believe that boys should be castrated at two, not right out of the womb. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Get your facts straight, exactly. Shabibo. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, please refrain from posting links. How dare you pay, post links? Ten messages were deleted by the moderator. What? <laughs> How did that happen? Chop, chop. All right. Uh, no, uh, I didn't post a link. How dare you? Mm, suspect. You, you did. You did. This show went from smooth bunny hill sled ride to oh shit on the Olympic grade hill. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's <laughs> true. But but no, I just I'm just not into that kind of fucking shit. I, I realize like I want to have an open discourse, but like that is such a closed off discourse. We are so past women voting that like that is not even worth going over anymore. Like I get that that's a movement within the conservative those hardcore conservative fucking movements but like i don't care like we're so past that shit and i'm not a conservative so there you go i have someone go ahead i wonder if uh, el cartanega uh Cartagena. Yeah. I wonder if they did that thing where you accidentally didn't leave a space so you did word yes. dot another word he and did. then it linked and then he got instantly purged yeah and then and that, then yeah my bot has no chill well no yeah. it, when when because because you like to say things like uh acab and yeah that to me i mean i know that that has that there's a whole movement behind that as well and so i'm i'm just curious on what is the alternative if if all cops are bad and that we should banish all cops then what is the alternative well, I think that it, that's one of those things that people have a reflexive thing about. Uh, like, for instance, uh, um, what's his, Wyatt Cenac had an HBO show about two, th two, three years ago. And I was so triggered by this episode of the idea of abolishing the police that I watched like three times in a row. I was like, I didn't really internalize the concept. And it took a lot. I'm like, why am I? I know it was one of the few times where I'm noticing, I'm like, bro, I'm getting triggered by this. And I can't figure out why. It's because I just was, I felt like a conservative. I was just rejecting. I was like, bro, you can't just fucking get rid of police. Like, what's going to happen? And then I really like, I sat there and contextualize everything it's like when have i as a man ever needed to call the cops <laughs> and i couldn't think of one fucking time I, I, and when i had to call the cops did they do anything for me other than give me an incident report mm -hmm. and then couldn't a person with the clipboard have done that like did it need to be a cop and i was like oh, okay but then i'm like yeah but think put yourself in the perspective of a woman what if something's happened it's like bro if you're getting r-a-p-e-d calling a cop is not going to help you. You know, you just not like, what do you like? What do you just sitting there getting violated and you're like calling nine one one. Right. And like being on put on hold. Well, you know, someone just railing you like, that's not how it works. It's, it's not going to fix anything. Right. Yeah. So the, the response time is going to be too low, especially if you're in the inner city and it takes an hour for an ambulance to get there or whatever. So like, I think that we just have to fund other stuff like social workers. And I think there's always going to be a role for police in, for violent stuff. Hmm. 
but even then, you know, having a cop show up in full SWAT gear with, you know, double strapped up and tasers and bulletproof vests for somebody that's, you know, like shitting in the front yard because they're, you know, they're nuts or whatever. I think that that's probably not the move, mm. but I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe it's a reason. That, I think what the problem is once you have institutions that exist, it's very hard to get them to vote themselves out of power. It's very hard to de-budget a thing that's been budgeted. So they, and systems have a way of self-perpetuating. So, so they go like, if they, they have a thing about like pouring good money after bad, where they're like, well, what can we do? And then you have guys like Joe Rogan who says, you know, it's unfortunate. The, the answer to this is give the cops more money because they need more training or something like that. But it's like hard to trust them. It's like, bro, but you don't give them training. You just buy another tank. Every time we give you more money, you, <laughs> you go to the tank tanks. store. So it's hard to, and I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, if I had a million dollar budget and I had access, if I was a cop and could buy like missile launchers and tanks, I might, <laughs> I might do that too. Right. Boys, boys will be boys. <laughs> we're gonna blow yeah. shit up. Uh, oh man, Morby, I didn't get to fucking ask his question before he left. Sorry, Morby. Uh, anyways, but but no, I, well, that that's look, and, and I get that. Like I I uh, I get this the over policing aspect of things. It's like um, they don't need to be all up in our shit all the time. And I'm not, you know, like as someone who's not been the biggest fan of cops and still is not the biggest fan of cops but but i do respect the shit out of anybody who decides to put on a badge and go and protect their 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 community why um because they they are putting their life in danger to make sure that people are fucking not getting raped'd or or getting robbed or anything well th but the, again do they though I mean, I, the threat of police being there do, I guess, mm -hmm. right? The idea of there's a deterrent force like, hey, if I do this thing, some guy in blue is going to sh uh, show up and shoot me. Mm. You know what I mean? Or And then like sprinkle some crack on me and get away with it or whatever. There's that threat, I guess. But in the moment, uh, they don't really do it. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're working class people and it's a hard thing. And, you know, I think that a lot for a lot of people who are in not in coastal elite uh, cosmopolitan cities, I think that me, like growing up in San Diego, I've internalized a different relationship with the police than somebody in Wisconsin has. Yeah, of course. Where they they went to high school with the dude. Mm -hmm. You know, like in San Diego County, you can't even like, you're not even, I, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's like this meme that they don't, they're not even allowed to live in the county they police. They like live, they like live in the county next to it, which, so they're literally like. Not they even go, a part of the community. They're, they're purposely yeah. pulling out of the car, the, the, the community. Balboa Park is amazing. Yes, indeed. The Bobo Park, yeah. yeah. It's like Times Square. And those New York and the, Times Square. They'll yes. shoot you in Balboa Park too, yes. Balboa Park is is very pretty. I love Balboa Park. I, I love it a lot. It, it's a it's nice got place. that old time imperialist conquistador <laughs> vibe where you're like, mm, you can just taste the oppression of the indigenous peoples when you go there. It's just like, yeah, well, it's still beautiful. It's still pretty. I mean, it's beautiful oppression. I enjoy. I, I can I can enjoy that oppression. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, and and I just I just don't know what the alternative, and I just don't think sending in you know psychiatrists or whatever to or 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 therapists to a, a violent situation like a a domestic abuse situation is is the right choice. Um, I have my brother-in-law who's very deep into this. He's a very 
he's pretty militant. He's Muslim and, uh, and, and, and he's Muslim and militant. He, he's 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 part of the, an Islam movement of 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 uh, that is totally against the police. I mean, listen to him talk. He's been on the show. He's very smart. I'm not just saying he's like a hero. He's like fuck the police. But he is, he is. Uh, but but he's saying that he would like to see less over policing and maybe have like a police station in every neighborhood, which has people from the neighborhood. They're not out patrolling. They're not out in people's faces. They're not. Maybe they are just taking a walk down the block. But they're there to say hi. They're there to help. They're there to serve. They're not there to collect revenue for the government. They're not there to protect rich white people's fucking property. They're there for the that community and then when they're needed that's when they're needed that they're called in when they're needed now i i i get that and and that's i'm i'm with that but then you look at places like san francisco and chicago and and minneapolis who have all defunded the fucking police and now who are all calling for a refunding and when you have people in san francisco leaving their fucking car doors wide open with notes on there saying please don't smash them uh, we, we don't have anything in here. I think there's a problem. I think there's a problem when you have mass smash and grabs. I think there's a problem when you have all these fucking, these left-run cities, by the way. And again, I'm pretty fucking Democrat. I voted for stupid fucking Biden and this fucking stupid whole, oh, God, I feel disgusting. I voted for all those assholes, okay? I but, would say that. I would say real briefly. Sure, I I'm that, yelling. Okay, the the, the <laughs> Democrats are a right wing party. Number one, right? Number two, I'm there's there's poverty undergirding all of this action. Of course. So I think that you can't you can't really. Uh, if I was born in Chicago on the south side of Chicago and I needed to come up, I'd probably be slinging too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but like, when in when in Chicago history and San Francisco history has it been this bad where they have smash and grabs like coming and now and, and it's only being it's only it, and then they're only upset because it's happening in their neighborhoods because this has been happening in their own in these in South Side Chicago and fucking Oakland for years and now that yeah. it's in their neighborhood and it's their stuff they're worried about it. This shit's been going on for a long time, obviously, but it's when you let your guard down that's when shit's going down and I think that that speaks volumes across the board is like if we're gonna start defunding police out of these major cities it, then we're gonna have to have an alternative that's not gonna allow people shit i mean because it's not just these stores that are being affected like nord like fuck nordstrom i don't give a fuck if nordstrom's is, is broken or burnt down fuck that place but what i do care about is that fucking that like 17 year old girl who's working there who fucking all of a sudden is being knocked down by some big brutish dude stealing shit off the racks and who has to deal with that trauma of being fucking robbed like i think that that's horrible like no one talks about how fucking traumatizing being robbed is so it's like yeah we have to think of something else uh, uh rather than just like fuck you police get out of my neighborhood oh shit my neighborhood sucks now oh doggone it so you know like that's what i'm saying truth is we I, tend to be violent i think that no yeah yeah i think that the police should have like for instance i don't know how it is like when i worked did uh, customer support for apple i had to have two two months of on-the-job training before they even let me talk to a customer once you know what i mean so i don't know how much training a police officer gets but i feel like it's almost the same amount yeah I don't know it how is the it's less than is. it's less than a hairdresser yeah that's it's, it's wild how like uh, tattoo artists hairdressers and barbers <laughs> they have more have, like, training 
But, yeah. But that's what people are saying when they're saying, you know, give more money and give more training. They're saying teach these people how to be real respectable members of the community, pay them more, require more, require more of these people, and maybe, maybe we'll get something better. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think But that, doing uh, the same uh, thing over and over again is not the solution. I think schools in America are criminally underfunded. I think we have charter schools for, you know, rich people to isolate their kids from the real the real community in America. They they have these little safety schools that they send them to to isolate them in these little icebergs of richness. I think we need to get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, Trump the other day was on uh, talking to Kenneth Owen. He's like he was like she was talking about like the China China schools are very good, mm-hmm. and she fucking pivoted fucking away mm-hmm. from that conversation. The fastest I've ever I seen. I saw that. I saw China, that. She, she was China doesn't allow private schools. China doesn't do any of that bullshit. They have public schools that are free, and everybody goes to them, and they they get a better education. They they fund the hell They're out of their way schools. better than ours. And yeah, like we're like number what, like 40 40. on the list of like education. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. So I I think that that's a a prime thing. It's like literally kids just need attention. Kids need attention and there's underlying poverty. If like, bro, like how are you not going to like literally they talk about like what's it like in like hip hop culture? You always hear about the hustle, the drive, the hunger, right? It's the same reason why Jay-Z will never have a kid as driven as Jay-Z. Because once once you have those material comforts, you're not hungry. But if you're if we're creating a system by which we're fucking like making kids who are straight up bloodthirsty, just like killers, we're just making these these fucking they're, they're, we're breeding killers out there. You know, like kids are like eight shooting now. I mean, it's crazy. And it's because there's a market for it and it's commoditized. And number one, if you fucking do enough crazy shit early on, you have like you have a rep that's like street creds. So you can get that one hit and you know, like, you know, die a legend type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so like we have to like bridge that a little bit but i think that it's it's a boring answer but more money in schools yeah uh more more training for police not even more money necessarily mm. but having you know i don't know i figure it's not that like if you're just shooting to kill anyways isn't that kind of simple yeah you know what i mean like you're they're literally trained to like dump Shoot. a mag into somebody and if there was that one case not too long ago where it was used as a uh they were uh she was found guilty because she only shot once, which indicated hesitancy because they're trained to dump a mag. So literally, if a cop shoots you and they don't dump a mag, it means they were questioning shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be like, so <laughs> you didn't dump the whole mag. So he obviously wasn't sure. Jesus yeah, you weren't feeling Christ. yourself. The, you knew the vibes were off. <laughs> you knew the vibes were off if you didn't dump a mag. The vibes so, weren't like, there, bro. So how much training do you need to dump a mag into something? You know what I mean? So why don't they spend like nine tenths of the training de-escalating, you know, training on how not to pull that gun out of the holster. And then, you know, one tenth like, okay, and this is just go dumb. Yeah. Go go stupid doo-doo dumb on this part. Just, just spray. Yeah. They'll either run away or you'll get them or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's, it seems like the easy part, but that's like nine tenths of the training. I think cops gate is how to dump. Yeah. So I don't know. So that that's would be my larger broad. It's basically Marxism, basically communism. I want to implement <laughs> Trump as everybody is right. And we should implement, you know, communist Sharia law in, in America and defund all the police and make all the kids gay. That's what I think. And, I think that, <laughs> and the frogs. And, and the, the, frogs. Frogs. And the frogs. Yeah. And I think Alex Jones is right. That's what we need. Training doesn't work if the police don't buy into the military, buy into the military, had the same problem with sexual assault and suicide only recently really started addressing the issues 
Um, yeah, no, uh, you, I, I think you got to have the right training. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you got to have, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. Of course. I'm not a cop. I'm not someone who's done this. I, I've fucking, I've done security in my life and I've done, I've gone through security training, but that's not even close. Well, maybe it is close, but <laughs> looking into police training, it is kind of close. Um, let's see. I don't know. Roseville level of richness. Oh, you're talking about a neighborhood. It's like you said, the street crimes reach their areas. So now they're crying. Right, right. Well, you know, the, that as soon as, as soon as it starts affecting Neumann Marcus, Neumann Marcus and, and, and Nordstrom's, it, it, you know, there's a problem. There's a problem, but if they stay in their own neighborhoods and they stay, you know, fucking up their own shit, then who cares? Because we get to still live in our rich little playground. So who, who cares what happens on their side of the river as long as it doesn't come here? How much of this do you think is, you know, a redlining and a racial covenants and suburbans? They've largely kept America segregated, even mm -hmm. in a post Jim Crow world. Right. So now with gentrification, with uh, people, especially millennials displaced from owning traditional uh, housing, you know, out in the safe white uh, burbs mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the back in the having their little mayonnaise mansions out in, <laughs> out in the sticks. Right. Yeah. Now. Now they have to you have to have like that his, hipster enclave going into the urban centers and buying townhouses and stuff like that closer to the urban center where traditionally the under un, impoverished underprivileged have been fucking like redlined inside. Mm -hmm. Right. So now that they're coming into closer proximity to the situation that they created, now they're starting to, now they're starting to sweat a little bit mm -hmm. and you have this increased anxieties and increased calls to like do like a, a, a new Clintonian crime bill type stuff where you just make everything illegal and lock everybody else up and don't worry about it later. And then there's the CIA running drugs and all that and fomenting the drug war and blah, 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 blah. What do you think about all that? What do I think about that? Um, I, I think that, yeah, that's probably right. I mean, when you look at like how these neighborhoods are, are drawn out in, and how redlining did take place all the way up until what? Was it the 80s? Was it happening in the 80s or, or was it, did it end in the 70s? When did that? I don't know when they I don't know when they started. They stopped government backed subsidies and mortgages, but I think that they should do it again and they should really address. I think that's one of the main things that I could say, like people say yeah. they're like, OK, how do we fix it? I would say, OK, electorally in America, we need to do a couple things. We need a uh, uh, proportional representation right if the communist party usa gets two percent of the votes that should be two percent of congress like it works in every western democracy you're gonna have a weird you're gonna have a weird nazi party but uh, they're already in the republicans anyways mm. there's literally already elected you're just calling them a different name and letting them like go mask off a little bit so you're gonna get a weirdest optics but I think that it'll be there's more people who have reasonable beliefs that'll be represented. We need to get rid of it. so proportional representation. We need uh, uh, rank choice voting where it's not oh, first past the post or winner take all. Where if you get 51 percent, so someone could get 49 percent of the vote and get no representation of it. That's yeah. fucked up. That's not how it works in most other countries. Right. And then the uh, the third thing uh, would be getting rid of the uh, electoral college. That would mm. fix a lot of the electoral issues and probably gerrymandering too. Yeah. Gerrymanderings, uh, we have these ensconced weird safe safe districts where it's virtually impossible to vote an incumbent out. So we right. have these, all the system is locked in in this rigidity and nothing changed legislatively. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, and then the other prescriptive measure I would take uh, fixing uh, uh, home ownership for you know people like me, uh, like Texas. It's hard to uh, 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 prices in Austin ever since Joe Rogan and his coterie of you know whatever uh, toe shaped people 
uh, came to Austin and started buying up all the all the houses, housing prices went up like 50%. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden no one can buy houses anymore. Uh, I would say one of the prescriptive things that we can do um, on the government level that's approved, like can, that just works is uh, do micro subsidies for loans, like literally buy out apartment complex and sell them out like little condos, mm. like micro loans guaranteed by the government where you're paying like $200 a month for a mortgage yeah. for a property that's worth about 20 grand or something like that for a little micro studio or something like yeah. that. That way you own it. You're not getting fleeced by a landlord. It's directly by the government and it's subsidized. It might even come directly out of your taxes yeah. or something like that. That would be a dope thing to do. I like I think that. It, yeah, I think everybody would be on board with that. Right. If I was, if I was running for president, that would be like the one thing I would run on, like a UBI and like, bro, like micro houses. You because are you are full in, Marxist. Huh? You are just like, I'm all in, baby. Which, <laughs> well, by the way, by the way. That, when Marxists no. think that's a fucking bullshit uh, a laissez-faire capitalist take, it is sort of a capitalist take. They're like, your thing is giving people mortgage. You want credit lines? <laughs> you think credit lines are going to fix it? I'm like, okay, hear me out. You're already paying rent. Yeah. Why not just give it, why not cut the bank out and yeah. have it backed by the government? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the banks, because banks own the government. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> well, the, pro the problem is the problem is mortgage companies will do anything they can to up your rate. Mm. So if you have, the, that's the reason why we had governments, uh, government take over student loans because right. students were being fleeced, mm. right? They were being fleeced by these exorbitant um, extortionist, uh, uh, predatory loan, uh, which it rates. still is, by the way. I mean, yeah. Not I mean, thank bad. you, Joe Biden, for 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 pushing through the whole idea of you for uh, what what is it? You can never you can never go you can never um, file bankruptcy for your student loans. So yeah, thank you, Joe Biden, for that. I appreciate that. And that was that was largely the private managerial class, the PMC. Oh, you're getting Marxist pill today. So that was largely the man, private I'm, managerial I'm, class that I'm did that. I'm mostly into this. Like, here's the thing, Mythic, is that I am uh, I'm so for that. Like, I, I like the UBI. I want everyone to have uh, health care. I want you know, I want the police. I want. I want the police and I want the uh, I want the the fire department. I want all that stuff to be free for everyone. And you know, like so, so you're paying I'm, for police right now? Of course I am. I pay a lot you gotta, of money for you, police. You got to pay them like three dollars. Like, okay, come over here and you just oh, like shoot them a fifty spot like an Uber driver. No, no, like, no. no. But the taxes where I live is is pretty high. Yeah. So like, it, oh, I, yeah, I pay yeah. a good amount of money for my police department. And you know what? The crime here is about zero. And well, there's like twelve people in the city. So. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I just want to say that uh, the uh, the reason why they stopped being able to discharge student loans is because specifically doctors and lawyers were looking doing loopholes where they went and got like 80, 90 grand of uh, college done back in the day when that was like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Now the same equivalent would be like 300 grand, 400 grand, right, right. for a Harvard education or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they were discharging it immediately. They would go through, go through the college, they would go through law school, and then they would use the knowledge that they got in law school to discharge the loan. And then they would just go intern for free. And then after seven years, they got free college. So mm. they were like, oh, shit, this is an infinite money glitch. And they stopped that. I see. But it's, bas it's basically lawyers who uh, nailed us on that. Okay. Well, it's still fucking shitty. It's still like terrible. Um, no, it's worse. It's worse yeah. than shitty. No, it's if it was bad before, it should be worse because lawyers are the ones that did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 the you know so it's predatory. It's the billionaires, man. Sharpen your guillotines up. Let's go get them. Um. So when when you're looking when you're looking at a a world where, uh, 
So, so your idea of a perfect society, I mean, I know that's a ridiculous thing to say, but your idea of an ideal society is one where people aren't worried about their day-to-day getting by um, struggle. Is that, is that what you're saying? I think struggle is an intrinsic part of the human condition. Right. And I think that we're magical in our way to create struggle where none exists. Even someone asked me what the next world war was going to be. And I was like, I don't think there's going to be another world war. I think the war in the future is fought in your head. It's number one. The first, the next world war is fi- us fighting each other fucking on Twitter. There, there's and a the war out after, for your mind, mythic politics. And the, the one after that is just you staying up all night fucking, you know, telling conspiracy theories about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like that's like the war that we're gonna have looking forward that's the neoliberal hell that we're in we're like because we're, we're past the part of world conflict right what country are we gonna fight what there's no real country there's no real war left all the war is gonna be you know in here it's gonna be about like you know hey does that guy have a better flow than mine probably, probably you know what i mean yeah, it's, it's shit like that well, I think you're right. I think you're right on some levels there. Um, but I, I do think we're already in the war. You know, like I think we're already in the next generation of warfare is like, uh, you know, we're, uh, we already have other foreign countries interfering with how we, you know, look at ourselves, look at our politics, look at everything. We already have, you know, like there's already people, there's already spies. I mean, who was that? Feinstein had a... Uh, uh, a Chinese spy in her as her driver for 20 years, you know, so it, all this stuff is happening. Like this, the war is not, you know, the war is on people are stealing data constantly, you know, these hacks that keep going on these for, for the FBI and, 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 and these, the, the, the fact that we let fucking, uh, the, the Chinese government have access to our power grid for some weird reason. That was like one of Joe Biden's first things he did in office was allow the Chinese into our power grid, which I, who knows why. And when he was asked, he just sort of diver, defer, diverted the question or diverted, deferred, whatever. He yeah. didn't answer deflected. it. Deflected the answer and just never answered it. So I I, I I I don't know. I don't even know where where this was going. I've just lost. So you were asking if I if in my uh, utopian world people right. would have their material needs met? Yes. And, and I I would think that yeah. I mean basically I think that we can do it. I think it's a lot cheaper. Like like literally when you look at the cost of war and you look at all the ways we're hemorrhaging money out and you look at all the ways that we're doing everything but actually addressing the problem. I think that if we took the the military budget, halved it and put the other into the uh, Department of Education, the problem would sort itself out within a couple generations. Hmm. It's really just kids not having the attention they need and being food insecure. So maybe, you know, giving a kid a lunch and a breakfast Hmm. and then taking a lot of the heavy lifting off the parents. I think in America broadly, it's it's ironic that specifically what the conservatives fear that communists was going to do in tearing the family apart that capitalism did better than anybody yeah. could have dreamed. Capitalism got mom and pop out of the house. They got them both working. Kids turned into latchkey kids. They were alone, isolated, food insecure, broke. And then with the with the with in America, the, the only way. After the 40s and 50s, when everybody had a car, a house and a washing machine and a dryer and a mixer, there was no real actual demand for anything else. Right. You had the oven. You had this. You had that. You could go to your parties. You could bake a cake. You had all the demand you needed. So they had to foment other 
the only way they could get you to to uh, make more money off of you, which capitalism necessitated. Mm-hmm. You have to keep consuming for the price index to go right. up, especially if everything is commoditized and uh, collateralized by the stock market. So for in- infinite money to go burr, so for especially with people with their 401ks tied into the stock market, everyone needs to consume more. So that's mm-hmm. why all of a sudden we're eating corn syrup. That's why they're like, here, just put 10% more consumption. At, give them bigger portions. They're like mm-hmm. trying to f- hide food in us. They're like, okay, give them a double portion and put sugar in the macaroni and cheese. They start doing shit like, no, you need 11 pairs of shoes. You need 12. No, nah, no, nah, bro. You, those are blue Air Force ones. You need the corn blue. You need the, you need the wallflower blue corn Air Force. Yeah. No, nah, bro. You need the South Carolina Air Force blue. No, no. Now you need the charger blue powder blue Air Force ones. <laughs> it, it's like this infinite demand that uh, this sort of system necessitates. And I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at drip. <laughs> which is you know that's uh, i think that would be an unfortunate thing to give up right is yeah. you know giving up uh, uh matching shoes <laughs> but i think that it, it, uh, there's there's a problem with consumption in america and i think it, it, it a lot of our problems is on that there's this whole there's a hustle like literally if you just look at the real estate and if you look at like why inner cities have more crime than other places it's because of the financialization of the real estate market and it's everything's set up so some people make a lot of money and the rest of us kind of struggle day to day. And I think if that was a little bit more even, like the time it was after World War II, we would be doing pretty good. You know, so I want I I want to make America great again, but like less racism this time. <laughs> if people need struggle or in some kind to sort of live their lives to their fullest. And you remove that struggle. What do you? Where where does that struggle then come from? If you remove the struggle of everyday needs, like uh, am I going to eat today? Am I going to have a place to sleep tonight? Am I going to have warm clothes? Am I going to be able to, you know, have a support system that's going to support me? Like, which I know that's that is a that, but that is attached to finances as well. Yeah. Um. It, it's just they say they say on. that uh friends are going to be a luxury for rich people in the future. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but with, so you're saying what would be the with as capitalism being such a driving force in the, in our creative struggle process, right? What is going to supplant that, right? If you yes. if we are we going to get a bunch of pansified beta males because there's no struggle in their life? I think we already got that. We already got that a little bit. But I would say <laughs> that there's there's other things that there's like clout, Twitter likes. You know what I mean? Like literally views on Twitch. It's that- all the same stuff we do already. Yeah, okay. We there's an intrinsic competition to people. Mm-hmm. And and I think that a lot of people on the far left do sort of uh hey yo. Mr. Brain Mr. Brain Dead. Hey, in. how you going? I think what uh what the fuck have I stumbled into? <laughs> what is up? Amazing. I think that one, one of the Mr. Brain Dead is a uh, he mods for a lot of people. I don't know. Does he mod for me? I forget. Uh, <laughs> I started I started modding people left crazy. If I see that they're like uh, left Twitch participants, you do. Okay, awesome. I do mod for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, I think that the, you stumbled upon a thing, and I think that a, a lot because you're an artist, right? Mm. And I think that uh, the, a lot of the lament is the driving force for the creation of art. And I think that, like, for instance, like, would you have a Basquiat without the, without the inner turmoil? And mm. I don't think you would. So I think art would necessarily sort of struggle. And even if you look at... 
I don't know if it's a one-to-one relationship because like in the Soviet States, I think they lean to more like classical ideas of beauty. They like ballet and opera and chess and stuff like that, more traditional lanes of expression, but they did have more avant-garde art than the Nazis. The Nazis were straight up trads and and they didn't like any kind of, they were like neo-traditionalists. They liked realism and beautiful, traditionally beautiful paintings and sculptures and stuff like that. They didn't like any of this post-mod artsy fartsy, you know, look like your third grader drew it. Surrealist. Get out of here, Dolly. Yeah. Shit like that. They didn't like, they they thought that was straight degenerate. But I think that there is, I think that's a good question to ask. And that's something I wonder a lot. If once the material needs for people are met, what would be the driving creative force? And I, I am confident in people's ability to be petty over fucking useless metrics, like Twitter likes, Twitch follows, uh, the amount of people that say, Hey, I like that thing that you made, you know? So, uh, I would think something like that. Uh, Bob Ross versus Dolly is what I imagine in my head when I think of comparing realism and neo-realist surrealist. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Did you watch that, uh, documentary on, uh, Bob Ross? I did. I did. I, I, I liked it. It was a good. Yeah. Movie. It was weird. Like the CIA fucking CIA gets up to everything, man. Wait, is that, when, when did the CIA get involved? I don't remember that part. You didn't. You don't remember uh, the the people that the the Bob Ross's business partners that cut his son out of the thing. There was a new documentary on Netflix about Bob Ross. Yeah, at, and it basically the the partners that he had an affair with, the girl and her her husband or whatever, they were former CIA. Oh, I didn't see that one. I guess I yeah. didn't see. I saw the one where there was like what's where his paintings are now like because it's like in some weird place in the midwest like some lady has them in some office building and that's what the one i saw (laughs) whoa cia so i need to see this one yeah it's i forget it's like we can't tell you about this movie or something like that Uh, it's basically because i heard about it his two business partners that have ties to the intelligence communities and were formerly worked in espionage or Intel or something like that basically did some clout shark shit where they signed over the rights. They cut his kid out of the will and gave gave themselves the the rights to the Bob Ross name. And the kid who was even doing painting on the series who Bob Ross intended to replace him basically wasn't allowed to use the Ross name because like the Ross paints or something, they have the rights to that. They have all the paintings. They have everything. Dick. Fucking CIA strikes again. Fuck this little bitch. It's the new nine 11 basically. So there was Pinochet, there was Chile, and then there was Bob Ross. And then there was nine 11. Uh, anyways, um, that that's interesting. That is interesting. I, I have to see that. I was like, this is not the Bob Ross docu I saw. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, I kind of want to get back to this 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 arts as meaning. Then, like, so so after we have all of our me- needs met, our basic needs met, uh, that that you know, capitalism sort of. Uh, you know, people believe that capitalism can hinder these needs, these basic needs. So if we go into more of a model of, of a Marxist model where every all of our needs needs are met, or all our basic needs are met, you you think that metrics from Twitter or art is going to to bring meaning to people, to to give people meaning, to give people drive, to to get people out of bed in the morning and not just inject themselves with heroin and just fall into a stupor of you know, sadness because they have I, no I, meaning. I think that the, 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 
you can do make a lot of progress in covering the material conditions of someone, but we're an imperfect, it's a moving target and it would change based on the situations. Right. So it's more of a goal to attain to and less of a mission accomplished moment, you know, like George Bush on the <laughs> aircraft carrier. Yes. It's there. There'll be no mission accomplished movement for people because they're idiosyncratic. And it's always a thing that you get. It's sort of like the matrix, right? They had to go to several versions of the matrix before they got it right before it, it just hit different and got to go, you know, uh, so you believed it. So, like, I think that... Did you watch the new Matrix on HBO Go? I couldn't even finish it. It was terrible. It was so terrible. It was so yeah. bad. It was so bad. I couldn't... Yeah, I didn't know... I, I, I didn't know what was going on with that. Yeah, I don't... I, I, feel I didn't like, even like, watch... I didn't even... I couldn't even finish it. Like, like, I think that Neo went back... After he died, he just went back into the Matrix and lived a life of being a famous actor or something. And then, and then, uh, and then he had to come back as the one again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. And like the plugs are kind of different this time. So yeah. like it made me wonder, okay, so was he out of the matrix before and then back in and then back I, out again? Or know. was that thing like a LARP based on, they, I couldn't really they used follow it, the plot. Right. They used it as a, uh, what it seemed like is they used it as a means to convey a narrative of, of trans rights. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you missed the end. There was like yeah, a whole, the yeah, there was a whole a turn at the end. I was like, it was like exasperating, but I fell asleep twice during that movie. Yeah, was I was like excited to watch it. And I like laid down and then like, I like woke up like twice and it was like, I was just as lost as when I was watching it. I was like, okay. So I don't know. So hopefully, yeah, it, it, hopefully we'll get something better than that to, you know, keep, keep us occupied with our material needs met. Cause that, that wouldn't do it. No, yeah, if, it, if we're being fucking fed Matrix Resurrection or whatever as our fucking as our as our as our point of meaning, then I think we'll all be dead from heroin overdose in in, in a month. I mean, heroin. I, oh, go ahead, please. I was gonna. No, read. I think that uh, if if you have a situation where you're not fucking struggling, you wake up in the morning. I think that as a coping mechanism to fill the time that we would do more art. We would literally like play a band, play drums, play music. I think that stuff like that would fill up the void a little bit more. And even under even under strict communism or the Soviet uh, communism with Soviet characteristics, right? Mm. Where they had uh, there was an idea that you spent four hours in doing industrial work that covers up the industrial all the industrial needs of the nation, and then you spend the other rest of your day working on yourself. Mm. Even that on paper is better than capitalism where you basically, especially if, I don't know, like you work eight hours. If you're in Southern California, it takes you an hour to get to work, hour to get back. You know what I mean? You hit rush hour. It's a whole thing. So work is not just a thing. And then maybe you drop off your kids on the way too. So you drop off your kids, sit in an hour. So you're like looking at like 12 hours out and then with the hustle and the whatever it's, it just takes all your day from you. So I think in the future with automation, algorithmic work and stuff like that, I th I think that necessarily we will need a UBI because literally people are going to be starving. Yeah. Well, AI like, and, and automation. Yeah. The, the people who are most at risk have the most to lose from automation, especially if the automation is not being used to help out poor people, but is instead used to crystallize billionaires' profits even better. I think that that's just going to take food directly out of the people who work in the factories, who drive Ubers. The the, the jobs most easily replaced, uh, automated, are done by the people who make the least amount of money and are the most financially insecure, which is a fucking problem on paper. 
Yeah. So like we need to, you know, figure out what we're going to do to either regulate it now, legislate it uh, that, that say, no, people are going to be guaranteed jobs over computers or we're going to have to tax the hell out of algorithms like Amazon's like, no, no, no. OK, we're going to charge you twice the taxes for uh, for a robot that we would a person to compensate for this and then t- to give the wages to a person or something like that who has an actual child, has an actual needs to eat and live and, you know, you know, have dignity. So I, I don't know what to do. There's probably smarter people than me to figure that out. Probably, but, you know, we're here now. Fuck yeah. work, fill the void with less traffic and more bars than, than sell regulated MDMA and spirits. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you- why not? Uh, we could do that, too. What were you going to say? I forget. Cool. I'm like a goldfish. Me, I too. Just- I just be talking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, Next agenda, what you got? It work well. That works for you because you, uh, you, you just sort of start and you go, and you're by yourself for the most part, so you don't have to. You're not navigating, uh, you know, conversations generally, so you can kind of go jump from topic to topic and sort of tie it all together, um, which you know, which I, that's what I respect about you, actually. Um, it's like sw- swimming. I start like doggy paddling and then like, I like doggy paddling when I think of what I'm saying. Oh, like then I hit my stride. Oh yeah, here, there's a whole last lane I can go into. And then I kind of doggy paddle for a second and then just floating and then boom. And then I have a bring it home moment and then I pass it to you. Okay. Next question. Well, I, I just don't see everyone as an artist. Not everyone is artistic. Like my sister is artistic in some senses, but she's mostly a brain. She's big brain. She, you know, she like, she can handle math and all that stuff. So it's like, I, I, you know, what about the people who aren't necessarily creative or people who don't want to put themselves out there on Twitter or people who, yeah, right? Just like me. Yeah, like Moving Dutchman. People like Moving Dutchman who who aren't necessarily creative but are more engineer-brained, you know? Like, what do we do with those people? If, and especially if we don't need them because of AI. Literally engineering. You yeah, have I suppose to, you you're right. We need them. Doing, we need them. <laughs> yeah, like literally like academics and engineering. And <laughs> He's like, what the fuck do you think we're going to do it? <laughs> well i mean but but you know like if everyone's basic needs are met you know I, I i guess i guess when you're talking about basic needs we're talking about the basic needs of people who generally aren't the educated who aren't the ones who are engineering who aren't the ones who are on these high level jobs you know lawyers doctors and stuff we're talking about people who uh are are you know mostly coming from underserved communities and and so so yeah i i see what you're saying i see what you're saying like what what to do with the people who are who are not necessarily creative enough to get uh you know their art onto any kind of level of of making good money with it but but uh also are good they, they have strong backs <laughs> so we can put them to work but no longer have uh, have a job for them so yeah i it's see it it's interesting with art huh that like there's a commodification of it that sort of crystallizes the style it's a weird thing where the, what may be the most cathartic for you to make might not necessarily be the most commodifiable mm. and then we have a habit of leaning into like like on Twitter, right? Especially like if you're vague posting or weird posting, you'll sort of go away. And then there's like the superstitious thing the mind does where you post a certain type of thing that has a certain tone or flavor to it. And then that gets likes and you lean in that direction. Mm. So it would, it would be interesting to see what art will be without definancialized. 
Mm. Like literally if we take it out, especially if there's a modality where if we move past some of the IP stuff or if I paid in painting, someone else can just like 3D print it in their house or something like that. You know what I mean? If we decommodify it and we get into a place of more pure creation, like will art be better then? Or is it the striving to hit a market? Like is art a cathartic thing for you or is art the feeling that someone else gets when they get it and is the market the best way to suss out what's good or qualified in that way? I don't, I don't know. That's more of a philosophical question, but I think it's a little both. It's a little both, right? Yeah. There has to be a market and there has to be someone to judge the art in order to give it a worth. So there has to like, no matter what you think of your own art, it's only as good as the people. Dude, thank you so much, Moving Dutchman. How dare you give just gifting out subs? Come in here, just gifting subs. Thank you so much, Moving Dutchman. I really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for gifting Zumano that. But like art itself, in order to be of any worth of any kind, really, I mean, it can be everything to you. You could put your whole heart and soul into something and it could have taken you 10 years to get to this perfect place. But if no one cares about it, no one wants it, no one, you know, what is it worth something? Yeah, it's worth something to you, but is it something, is it worth the clicks? Is it worth, you know, a like? I don't know. It's just by putting yourself out there. The thing about art is, is that it is already decommodified whatever what did you say de- de- decommodified or definancialized thank you because when you make it there's no one rushing to give you a bunch of money to put it out there right so you have yeah. you have things like instagram or um, or soundcloud where you can just sort of put it out there see what happens and and then from there you never know and then it's like you know leaning into the market on what they like and what they don't like um but yeah i i, I don't know I, I don't know if art is going to be a great way of of measuring meaning because um i don't know like it, it's just is it, or is it that you're looking for meaning or are you looking for a driving factor well I'm because looking- i think those are two different things right i think that like literally if our phone shows anything that we can skinner box anything like just like look at your summary page on twitch right now i sit there and like stare at that fucker when line goes up when graph goes up when my on a live stream i feel happy yeah. Right. Like when and when those little those little arbitrary achievements get unlocked and stuff like that, you're like, woo. Right. All right. Twenty. And you start celebrating followers. There's always something that's we're sort of. I just. But I, what I'm saying is not everyone's brains will function like that. So like you have a bunch of people who are who are just sort of living these listless lives where like you're expected to. You have all this free time on your hands and you're not – and look, I'm not I'm not arguing against this, by the way. I like the idea of having nothing but free time on my hands because I'm an artist that knows how his art works and, uh, and I'm really good at it. So like – Well, I you can, wouldn't necessarily have free time, right? That's you arbitrarily dismissing the time you're spending on a hobby or a craft. Right. But not it's everyone not is – But not everyone has hobbies or crafts or is interested in that. I think they do. I think they Maybe. cook or they clean or they yeah. do they do something, right? They make clothes right. or fashion. But or is that going to get them through a, an entire lifetime of, of – not, and not that going to a factory every day and, and doing the same repetitive motion is giving them any – but it does. A lot of people take pride in what they do. And, and, and so how do you transfer that pride of creating something – uh, and and bringing home a paycheck, how do you recreate that into a world that doesn't 
you know, expect that. And, you know, there's no expectations of paychecks and supplying and, 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 you know, giving a life to your family and stuff as, as, as a, as a provider. You know, I, I, I'm just, not, I'm not sure how we do that. Not that you're wrong or anything. It's just, no, I sure. like this conversation because it presupposes what if you're right. And it's mm-hmm. the best kind of conversation to have <laughs> because it, you're like, literally, it's like, we're not arguing about it. Cause I think most people agree that the United States could do a lot better about meeting yes. the material needs of the people. So let's move. So now we're on conversation two, which is the good one. What comes next after that? Because I think everyone agrees that's a largely an attainable goal, especially when we're talking about housing, education, food, mm-hmm. you know, like if you knock those three things out of the park, you know I mean? There's not a whole lot left to cover except time. And I think Americans, Americans, because of our multiculturalism, because of, you know, like, just look at variety shows, look at television, look at miniseries. We're very good at create, look at the fan fiction, the, even with the, with the complete uh, av- avalanche, avalanche, I don't know why I want <laughs> to funkify that, all of a sudden, avalanche <laughs> of, of young adult dystopian novels and everything. People still sit there and make Harry Potter fan fiction. People still go to cosplay. They still read Comic Cons. They people have this ability to transform themselves into different creative spaces and works. And I think that not, but not everybody, right? But then again, I don't do that because I do like digital art and stuff like that, or you know, design and layouts. I I, I have the I have you know confidence in people. Like I think a lot of people who don't think they have a hobby are just like big fans of like watching TV. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing in its own right. Like I was a TV watcher for a long time. I like to start and finish movies and I like to analyze the plot and the narrative and whatever. And you become like a sort of a half-assed critic. Mm. I think that that's something that you can get better at by like learning the, the vernacular of critique. Right. But I think that broadly the people who do that, maybe they're interested in writing or maybe they're interested in directing. Maybe they're, I think people have a lot of untapped talents. And I think later on when we're, when we're the the material interests are not so much, hey, you need to do this or this or this because that's what the systems that exist now need you to be. But we're we're in a place to figure out, okay, what is like literally the Harry Potter sorting hat? Like what maybe the algorithm can suss out stuff about us that like you're you're a director. Mm-hmm. You didn't realize it, but you're you're you you think in this way, you think in a storyboard. You should be making commercials or this or that or some other thing or visual uh, uh, movies or this person's a painter, this person does this, you should be painting murals Mm -hmm. specifically, like not, not on small canvases. You like big, big canvases. There's, you know, there's different, I I think there's different ways to tap into the nascent interest in people. Yeah. And I think, I think most people are interesting. They just, you know, I think that one of the things I would agree with like guys like Joe Rogan is I think, I think some people are not in an even starting place. And I think that being interesting and being interested is sort of a learned habit. Mm-hmm. It's like a learned, it's a learned behavior. Yeah. So I think some people don't even know to develop a habit or develop a skill. It's a, it's a mindset in itself to learn how to mm. do stuff. So, so you're saying if the incentives to, you know, create, um, are sort of removed and I mean, and create could be anything from going to work, I guess, or, or, uh, you know, like it, you're in, if the incentives to to you know produce are removed, you're saying that. Um, hey, real quick, I just want to show as your sure. chat is proving. Look how horseshoe theory is real. Look at this. We look where the Republicans and the fucking the uh, the revolutionary socialists in the chat would both call me a lib. <laughs> which I love. It. And they said horseshoe theory was fake. Look at it. 
Shout out to Zach App and Mr. I mean, Brain Dead. I mean, you are you are pretty liberal, and I mean, I guess you know, like your your ideas are pretty liberal, and I, I would say mine, some of mine are conservative, but I, I think I'm more liberal than not, honestly. I just you yeah, you can be swayed. Uh, I think you know you've internalized some bad stuff, but I would say that's talking about the they're talking you're you're speaking on the conservative liberal spectrum mm-hmm. in American speak. Yes. Oh, they're talking on a, on a on a worldwide level. They're talking economical oh. left and right, like defending. They're they're talking like that. Where I would, they're calling me a neoliberal, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. They're gotcha. calling me a dirty capitalist, basically. People, and you know what? I probably internalized a lot of fucking money grub, money grubbing hustle. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, if people fair. cared to teach themselves, there would be less uh, illiterate people. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, it's just that the nature of humanity is just so, I don't, I mean, like we can be really hardworking and awesome and stuff, but like we are so lazy that we will just let ourselves get fat and die from our own, you know, from our own doing. So it's like, I just don't know if we would go, I, I just don't know how far, how far humanity would get. Uh, when you re- when you take out all the incentives to keep moving forward and to keep producing stuff, uh, and, and then and then rely purely on 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 their own uh, volition to create and to and to entertain themselves, I I find that more like people who have to find you know idle minds are the devil's playground. I guess it would be the first thing that comes to my mind, and um, I've never seen we've never really seen a society. Uh, really work under those those guidelines either. So it's hard to say what would work and what would not. And um, it's that's not even necessarily. I agree with you. Uh, who's to say, right? But right. I, I think that uh, I think that even with the, with the Skinnerization and the gamification of apps, I think that we can make most anything competitive, and mm. we can artificially foment competition to people. Managers have been doing that trick for years, right? They split up A and B team. And they say, okay, you you build these buildings over here for the people. You do it over here using your methods, and let's see who builds more. And then the fucking that like trigger. It's like a little. It's we're doing reverse psychology on a kid. It's like a thing that happens. Like uh, people are very easily susceptible to wanting to to compete in the sports and sports are another thing that people mm-hmm. would do to compete right sports right. olympics that type of stuff yeah but and in the same way you know we don't ask olympics uh, olympians like well what are you doing why are you moving that shot why are you throwing that shot put there's no money and that's like we just accept yeah. that that's a sport somehow and we just <laughs> And we feed them and whatever. It's fine, you know? So uh, we have some models for this already. I forget what I was going to say. Nice. <laughs> I, was, uh, I had a whole ass thing that I was going to say. Damn it. I well, I mean, we were talking about, you know, finding meaning and, and incentive in... All right. Well, you know, I think this is a good time to hit up some of these uh, some of these questions from the chat that that people asked like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's one from Morby. Even though Morby had to go, do you believe in a conspiracy? At one point, if yes, do you know how you got out? Do you believe at one point? Yeah. Did, did I believe in a conspiracy? An earnest, was I an earnest oh, conspiracy theorist at one time? And thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. I believed me. in nine 11. I believed in fucking reptilians at one point. I don't know wow. if I'm un, I, I don't know if I'm undiagnosed schizo spectrum thinking or whatever, but I literally had an earnest belief or they say when you read stuff about like atheism, like Michael Shermer and other stuff, mm-hmm. they talk about there's a, a, you become doxactically open when you're, so if I, if you're going down the rabbit hole and I, I, I call it shit hard. So I was rabbit holing hard. I was like fucking watching like eight hours of fucking YouTube videos every night, like Rosicrucians, Freemasonry, illuminated masonry, builder burgers. You're, you're married? 
This was a long time ago. Okay, this is okay. before I was married. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So I went on a speed run of conspiracy theories. And like after a couple months, I was like, I didn't know what the fuck to believe or disbelieve. And I was stuck in this credulous place where I was like sussing stuff out. And I quickly got away from that. But I, I'm not going to lie for a little bit that that idea that there was like shape to shifting because I got pilled really hard on aliens mm-hmm. and Illuminati and everything at the same time. Yeah. And I was looking at New Age, Palladian, Rosicrucianism, the Knights Templar, hidden yeah. histories, oh, occult yeah. underpinnings, cannibalistic mm-hmm. Satan, satanic cult. Yeah. fucking trilateral commissions yeah. uh, fucking Bilderbergs uh, neoliberal fucking globalist me too everything all, all at the same all time was this mid 2000s like mid this was mid 2000s yeah, okay. this was like Alex Jones primary yeah, I was okay. like watching Philip Schneider underground Dulles Air Force bases <laughs> the fucking Zeta Reticulans the, the gray aliens under fighting out a war in the underground columns fucking tunnels going from New York to San Francisco the reptilians that live under LA I fucking I went ham I went, you went ham further on than me, but I, but, but that's fine. I love this. But so, so yes, at one point you were just like, and then I think that I think, and not only that, it's, it's a thing like literally I was just collecting Pokemon cards. Yeah. And then I became obsessed with like, well, I have to know all the conspiracies. Like, I don't know, know necessarily what I believe or not, but I don't want to get upper handed by someone at a party says, Oh, but you don't know about this group. You know what I mean? Or you don't, you didn't hear, oh, you see, you're talking about Freemasons. So you don't know about this. You don't know about the OTO. You don't know about Alistair Crowley. You don't know about this or that. You, oh, you don't know that the, the Royals are crypto Jews. You don't know about this or the, the Zionists and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, so you have to like sit there and like speed, you have to uh, uh, speed run this whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then eventually you just sort of, you're like, huh. I think what happens is you you get an omnibus you have a, a overarching and then very quickly you realize that these overarching conspiracies don't no longer fit together right mm-hmm. so like the this one doesn't match with this this arch this arch so like little fissures start in the lattice work in your brain and it starts to fall f- stuff falls through the cracks of them you're like okay not all of this stuff works together and then if you watch a conspiracy theories long enough like alex jones you start to see, see him saying stuff and you're like oh i don't agree with this he was right about this and this, and then you start disagreeing with conspiracy theories about certain things, and it takes you out of the spell a little bit. And then I think reason opens the the door, and then I think honestly, what pilled me is I was never. I don't think some people can get out of conspiracy theories, and I I think that I was not particularly epistemologically crippled, which means that I still trusted the universities to give me good information about historical facts. Maybe they're wrong about the editorializing about them, but I still basically believed in the knowledge of like math, hard sciences. Like I don't think NASA is a conspiracy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so by researching a lot of that stuff and getting more of a historical context, I was able to sort of contextualize myself out of the rabbit hole. But for people who think that NASA is a conspiracy and that the universities are run by Satanists and stuff like that, I don't see a way for them to get out. Yeah. They're sort of stuck in it. And I think that sort of, you know, it's, it's idiosyncratic in that way. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's some people who are just so far into it and then it's become part of their lives, it's become part of their ideology, it's become who they are, their identity. 
Yeah. And and it's such a and that's what it becomes scary, right? That's when it becomes like people are showing up at pizza places shooting and 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 you know, capital riots or whatever. Whatever you want to even call that. That seems sus in my opinion. If you want to talk about conspiracies, uh, what why would talk they, about that? Why, right. So what is it? So you think do you think the FBI did a false flag and planted pipe bombs before? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I mean, I really do. I do think that it was something like that because Donald Trump was someone that couldn't be controlled and I, I'm against Donald Trump in all manners of the way. I mean, there's some things he did okay, but still, there was he's a good Twitter poster. He was great, and he's funny, and he's so yeah. funny. He's so fucking funny. I'm sorry, everyone, but when he told, when he told uh, Hillary Clinton, what did she say? She was, she said something. He's like, yeah, be, oh yeah, I would never want not want to live in a world where Donald Trump is president because he. And then he said, yeah, because you'd be in jail, and I just. I died because fuck that bitch. She should be in jail. Um, but but still, it, it's uh yeah yeah I do I I think that the Capitol building thing you know I don't know how far it went and I'm not gonna you know dive headfirst into that. I'm gonna say belief. I'm gonna say what you won't if if the fucking BLM had done the Capitol right I'd be I'd think it was based right. You're on board with that. I think if the BLM was doing that, I think that they would have been fucking murdered on the streets. I think if it was black people True. doing it, that it would have True. been a different situation. Um, That's a fair point. Um, but on, honestly, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. The the part that I reject about the Capitol rights, I'm not scared that if a couple con- Congress people got their panties in a wad because someone would buy and wiggle their fucking doorknobs or, yeah. or whatever. I'm not even mad about that. Would I, you know, I, I think that good, those people should feel pressure, especially if they're fucking mm-hmm. l- largely doing nothing. Yeah. Right. I so, do like, I, I'm Which not they even did through that. the whole pandemic. They sat there on their hands because they didn't want to fucking make the wrong move. Meanwhile, people starved and fucking people suffered. Fuck them. But please. Yeah. So, but, but the, what the problematic is that, you know, the stolen election rhetoric and stuff like that, I, I think there's yes. not a lot of evidence for that. And I think that the reasons they went there and did that right are problematic. Yes. Right. And, uh, but I think that it's natural that people are, feel marginalized. They feel disaffected. They feel fucking angry mm-hmm. at, at, at the system. They're mad. They thought Trump was going to bail about, and that was a big fat goose egg for them. You know, yeah. they didn't really, they didn't really, I mean, he was, he came through on the tweets. He made, <laughs> he made it, he, he made it more interesting. Uh, you two will love this song. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. I'm here for it. I think if you post a link, they're going to zap you though. It will zap you, but you can, you can, uh, you can whisper uh, it to whisper me and then I, I can, we can bring it up, but please finish your thought before you, it goes away. I forgot already what I was saying. Noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, something about, I forget. Damn it. If we were talking about, about the Capitol the- riot. You're talking about how they weren't doing shit, and maybe they need a little prodding. And the, the Capitol rights was a segue. We were, we, or that was a side tangent that we went down when we were talking about uh, oh, uh, conspiracy theories that I believe in, how I got out of them, and whatever, and satanic universities, and blah 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 blah. We were talking about that, FBI pipe. Oh, uh, the, the FBI pipe bomb. Yeah, because you were talking about that. And there's also, but there's also, but people seem to ignore that the fact that, okay, yeah, like there may have been trying to foment conflict. And I'm not saying that there, there aren't like there's black block, the leftists for like from ever since the world economic for, or the world trade uh, meeting or whatever, in like what 99, when the, basically people were starting to accuse black block of being cops in black suits or breaking out windows as a means to, as, as a reason to stop protest. 
right? They're like, oh, look at this. Sheesh, they break a window. They're like, oh, they're breaking windows. Let's break up this protest. Yeah. You know, it's that type of thing that they were accusing people of doing. So I don't I don't necessarily think that it's crazy to think that the FBI would do something to foment having to call as an ace in the hole to, to be able to call something off after the fact. And then I think there was something weird about those bombs in that, like they were released to social media that day and they showed close ups of them. And that's not something they do if it's like a real incendiary device or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's they don't want schematics getting out. They're not going to pill people how to make bombs, you know right. what I mean, type stuff. So maybe that they weren't real, but that might have been a different case. I, I don't really recall. Well, but I, I'm that. not against the idea of the FBI doing that or even like CIA or some Intel mm-hmm. group or just some contractor LARPing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody, some, some wet works guy who goes in there and does stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but that ignores the fact that like Trump was uh, what uh, Eric Trump was coordinating with burner phones with people. Charlie Kirk bust in hundreds of people to the protest, the Boogaloo boys, the proud boys, they were all earnestly working mm. to be there. So it's not like the FBI just whipped it up all out of nothing. No, no. I, so, yeah. I, I agree because you're right because all that day, I mean, Rudolph Judy, Giuliani, Giuliani was on stage saying some incendiary shit. Like all his little criminal cronies were all talking before him, riling people up. There was no doubt about it that they were riling people up. I, I, I'm not saying any of that 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 there that you know Trump didn't have anything to do with it and the Trump camp didn't have anything to do with it. What I'm saying is that it's real sus that we have people opening up. Uh, basically just allowing them to come in. I, I know that they didn't have a lot of support for whatever reason. Why wouldn't you have a lot of support on a day like this when when the BLM marches came to the Capitol building, there was fucking stormtroopers on the steps. Okay, so yeah. why not? I mean, th- th- that 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 shows a lot in its own I right. Think it's- Literal racism, right? I mean, literally, like, they're just like the blacks are going to come and ruin everything, but the whites are going to be just fine and, and, and dandy, right? And and it also proves another thing. Number one, the literal racism, and number two, cops didn't do shit to stop it anyways. So why even fund them, right? <laughs> Am I right? I'm glad we came together at the end. I'm glad we came. You know what I mean? Finally, we can agree on something. Uh, yeah. No, the. the <laughs> The, but like literally, have you ever called the cops? Have you ever yes, called the cops to help lots. you? Lots. I grew up in really? the hood. Yeah. Well, you don't really call the cops a lot in the hood, but but the That's cops are I'm called saying. a lot in the hood. Yeah. Uh, but did you call them? Uh, I've called the cops a lot because of certain situations. Yes, and I also used to deal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so why stuff. would you call the cops if you dealt drugs? That doesn't make any. Doesn't no, 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 no. I just when you need to remove people from your property. <laughs> See a, another. So we got a capitalist using cops as their personal bodyguard again. You're so fucking, fucking right. You're fucking agree, right because I'm not going to go in, again. Because I'm not going to go out there on my own volition and wave around a gun or whatever. Be like, get off my property. And that's not why I called the cops. By the way, because I dealt drugs. But there has been some reason why I need to to uh, to call the cops, and they've come and they've been helpful. In what they have asked. Now, I've had several horrible experiences with the cops where I'm getting fucked up and getting treated like shit. That's also happened. So, yeah, I have some shit against the cops as well. It's just that as I get older, I, 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 I'm I seeing that, you know, growing out of my, 
because I was a asshole kid, you know, like I was committing crimes, doing all the shit that you could think of to, to, to do whatever I had to do, whatever. Same. I didn't have yeah. to do that, but I was a dick. Okay. And, and, and so I, when you're in the midst of being a dick, you're not thinking about like the people you like, you don't like the people who are going to stop you from being a dick. So yeah, but now that I'm not a dick and now that I'm sort of seeing like, Hey, I like my community. I like things to be nice. I like, you know, I like nice things. I like to see nice people. I don't want, but, and that doesn't mean it's, that's not a racist thing because I want to see nice people. I I just want to, you know, I, I want things to be nice. Okay. Is there something wrong with things being nice? And so I don't see anything wrong with cops. It's like a very, that's a very Trumpian thing. I just want things to be nice. It's nice. Can it's a nice, nice thing. We just, can we make America great again to where things were nice? Can we make I'm it nice again? I'm remembering one time. I'm remembering one time when I had to call the cops and it okay. was uh, like, literally I was in an apartment in Las Cruces before I met my wife <laughs> and this, this fucking manager lady, she, they kept on wanting to come in. They kept wanting to come in. I don't know. They thought I was like cooking meth or something. I was like, bro, I'm just a, I'm just a weirdo, bro. Like, right. you know what I mean? I Leave was there. I didn't know anybody in the town. I was there to uh, help my brother out. And my brother, he washed out. He's a, 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 a D1 football player. And he washed out of the training program. So he went back to San Diego. So then I'm just stuck mm. there like I, on this fucking lease. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, what am I fucking Mr. Fucking Johnny, Johnny fucking got rocks. I don't have money for two apartments. <laughs> so I'm stuck in Las Cruces. Right. So then, um, uh, and I was like late on my rent and my dad was helping me out with it because, you know, I'm just a fuck up generally. Yeah. So, but he was paying late. So these people as like a fucking interrogation or, uh, whatever, a method, they were doing this thing where they were like pressuring me by like coming in and wanting, if the day you were late coming into your apartment and investigating to make sure you weren't doing anything on tour, it was like a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, duress, a method of duress. It was a, um, the word is escaping me, mm. but so basically they were doing this thing and I like looked up to them like, you can't just come in here. Right. You can't just come in. You have to give me notice. Like the state of New Mexico, it's like 24 hour notice for a maintenance request. And that's not even what you're doing <laughs> because you're just coming in here and opening up and then asking me where the rent is. Right. It's a weird, illegal thing that you're fucking doing. Right. And they're like, fuck you. I can come in here. And the lady tried to literally push her way into the door. And I'm like fucking sitting there, yeah. like holding the door closed. And this lady's like trying to get her arm in like a fucking <laughs> zombie. I'm like, you can't be doing this. I was like fucking sweating. I was like, bro, are you crazy? Like I like this little lady, do, do, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, should I like punch her arm? Should I like fucking like drop a knife and fucking stab it? I didn't know what to do. I was like fucking plexing out. So like eventually I like, put her hand closed it and like dealt dead. And I'm like, before she could, I called the cops <laughs> or no, I called my dad. And I was like, bro, oh. I just had the weirdest in, in, in encounter. He's like, just call the cops right now. Let them know and get an incident report. So we can, so we can like argue about it or whatever with them. I was like, okay. So I literally had to call the cops and they didn't even want to give me an incident report. They're like, well, she said this. And I'm like, bro, fuck. I don't you. give a fuck what yeah. she said. She, this lady just tried to push her way into my house like a maniac, yeah. which is legal. And the cops just didn't care. He no, was just like, don't. yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. What do you, what, so what's, what are you hiding in there that she didn't want her to see? I'm like, it's oh not even God. about that. I like, I'm talking to the cop in the apartment. I'm like, it's not like, clearly I don't care about that. It was just the fact that she was trying to get in. Right. I didn't like that she was trying to get right. in and I knew it was illegal. Yeah. And so he was it, like, fuck it, you. We don't care. Yeah, it was it was creepy. It was it was a whole yeah. a whole ass thing. So I'm like heart beating on my chest, and then I have to call the cops, and I don't like they make me nervous. So yeah, like I don't I'm call the cops very nervous. often. Yeah, yeah so no, like I'm with was... you. I don't like I don't like talking to cops. I don't like calling the cops. I don't even like being around cops. 
Um, but I, I I do see the the necessity the necessity of if someone is fucking up my car or something, and I'm not I'm not a fighter, and I don't own I don't own uh, crazy weapons or anything. You so should. I well I'm. I, I, I've stalled there because I'm not going to tell everybody what kind of weapons I have. So I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But, and then there's the idea too, like from an American's perspective, I think that we, I don't know how much we've been unduly influenced by like Western culture, like fucking like literally like white hats, black hats, uh, Westerns. But we seem to have this rugged individualist cowboy showdown modality where if somebody like crosses us, there has to be a fight or someone has to be like, end, end it with someone laying down. You yeah. deign to touch my property. Maybe yeah. it's because we're very hyper capitalist consumers focused and you touch <laughs> yes. my car. I have to shoot you then. Right. Right. You can't, you can't get away with that type type thing. Whereas I think people in Europe, they look at that. They're like, okay, if somebody had a, a VCR and they're seeing my VCR, I would just like let them take the VCR and they would get the fuck out of there. Right. And then that would be, it would, they would be out of my life. Right. You know what I, I mean? And then like, about that. But some yeah, people I, don't, but, but, but sometimes it doesn't end at that. You know I mean? True. You know, it doesn't end at the VCR. Sometimes it ends with, you know, with, you know, horrible things that we could go anywhere from this, but it's, uh, yo, I, 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 I'm, I'm all about having weapons. I'm all about protecting yourself, but I am not all about going and sticking my nose into something where I don't know what the situation is. If you're coming into my house, that's a different situation. You're going to be yeah. dead now. But if you're outside my house fucking with shit and I don't know what's going on, I'm not going out there to say, hey, what are you doing, with Bobby? What are you going on? Fuck. No, I'm sorry, but I'm not one to put myself in those situations. So I'm going to call the police. And in my mm. neighborhood, the police show up. And that sucks that not in everyone's neighborhood, when you actually need the fucking cops, they're not always fucking there, which is another problem. We were talking about earlier about the thing. There is movements in uh, New York and whatever where they have a beat cop live on the street that they patrol. And I don't know. I didn't hear any updates to that. I could see how that could go south real quick. <laughs> but I do like the idea of knowing the police and having you know a, an established relationship with them versus being somebody from a different county, from a different culture, coming in and sort of lording arbitrary power over you. I think that's a divisive construct. I think it's a, and then again, that lady or the the lady push her way in. Uh, six cops didn't have to show up to my house to give me an incident report. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like you know, I don't know what they were expecting for, or or that's just how they roll. But you have to you have to think that there was all kinds of crimes going on when I was just calling to literally get an incident report about this lady who pushed her way into my house. Yeah, I wasn't even like, what am I gonna sentence her for trespass? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not gonna do all that. Yeah. You know, that's like a courts are largely a rich person's way of just legislating contracts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? They just they just do this or that as like a little uh, negotiating tactic. Like, okay, I'm gonna sue you for this and this and this, and I'll drop it if you sign. Give me this 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 and this in this contract that I want you to sign. And then it's a business. They so they just like literally sue people as like parts of business endeavors and all that. And it's not a system that you or me largely participate in. So what I'm saying is, fuck the police, fuck the lawyers, fuck the <laughs> fuck the fuck the literally criminal justice system. And justice was in quotes there. And the private prison industry and the and the lobbyists and the police unions and all of them. Um, suck my dick. Well, if we're talking about police unions and the uh, the idea of of protecting criminals, yes, then fuck them. Uh, if we're talking about police unions who are just trying to, st you know, the good people, the good people who are just trying to make sure cops are are taken care of and treated well, then you know, I don't say fuck them. But yeah, I I, I know what you mean, and and we've talked about this before, but it's like the the if. 
if you're going to protect criminals in a, in a, in a, in a if, if this is what it's going to be, if, if you're going to just sit here and protect criminals to allow them to do whatever they want to people um, just because they have a gun and a badge, you're going to allow them to do whatever they want all willy-nilly, then yes, fuck them, then there's something needs to be done. But I don't think that's the whole thing, and and I don't and I don't think that's everybody. But I do think that something needs to be done to to change a a systematic, uh, uh fucking uh, oppressive state that that the cops do put on people, and they allow these criminal assholes to to exist because because of police unions, you do have fucking people who are lifer criminals on the force who are just constantly fucking with people or or stealing or whatever it is. So we do need to root out the bad is what I'm saying. Uh, the police union it, it, is the darkest part of the police. Yes, yes. And that's it's the part that protects them. Right. right. It, because right. it's the it's a slush fund for lawyers. And then but then again, it's it's the people's the police have a couple. They, they don't only not they 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 aren't limited to just the body armor that they wear. They wear an armor of respectability and a patina of invincibleness in the, in the courts. Mm -hmm. And very often they do, they do that thing where they bypass a jury trial and they get set and they, they go directly in front of the judge and say, we're bypassing the jury and we trust you to, to discern on this. And the judge goes, okay, well pr present your wrist for smacking. And they, you know, they're like, <laughs> yes. okay, get back out there slugger. Get back out there. Be They, you know, they, they do that thing. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you two weeks paid vacation and thank you for being a soldier. We, yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah. And it, you know, and that's, and what I say I to that, understand. we need, we need a criminal union. Yeah. We need the drug dealer union. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to counteract this criminal police union or, or something or an oversight committee of some kind. I don't know what it is that we're going to be able to do because it's so deep and it's so intrinsic, intrinsic, Jesus Christ. You my. got it. No, you nailed it. My, we speak English good. Yeah. By the way, hi, Scott. Hi, Greenwich. Hi, uh, way, way right. Welcome. Thank you for stopping by and saying hi. This is your first time being here. This, <laughs> you, you, You've stepped into the right one to, for your first Scon should Scon should follow me. I think they would like. Who I the fuck Scon are they like supposed to be bargaining with except uh, to get people out of trouble for not being leaders? Yeah. Police unions should uh, police unions make about as much sense as the, a CEO's union. They are supposed to be. I missed it. They're supposed to be leaders. Yeah. Scon, I'm with you. And please. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie, very much. Appreciate that. Bonnie, I thank you, Mythic Politics, for calling out your own shout out i appreciate that as well which yeah at any time well i saw like you know when you see someone i'm like yeah he's making a lot of base takes he should follow yeah. me i think they were like no scone scone is the scone i wasn't sure if they would like what i do here but scone keeps coming back so <laughs> i picture because scone is think go ahead I think there's a lot of overlap between people who are generally uh, like what I call the center reactionary. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of people who aren't a poli a politically affiliated and they have this sense of cynicism mm -hmm. and they have this sense of skepticism and they they they're prone to contrarian thinking. And I think they can be pilled in better, more utilizing ways. Yeah, I think that there's like we can literally use conspiracy theories and uh as a uh, as a trojan horse to feed them pilled 
fucking, you know, materialist uh, rhetoric. Mm. So I think that, you know, in, in some ways is basically what Republicans have been doing since the 60s. They've really clued onto that. They're like, people are into conspiracy theories. Let's give them that. But yeah. let's pill them with like libertarian and anarcho uh, capitalism and like laissez-faire neoliberalism. That's like literally what they've been doing. It's like Ben Shapiro's whole shtick. He, he, he finds people, he uh, hacks the algorithm on YouTube. And then he's like, Oh, I tell you, things are fucked up. And you know what the answer is? Traditional conservatism and, and Catholicism, yeah. Judaism. It's like, what? It's like, bro, he's like, everything's a, everything's a, everything I don't like is a part of a neo-Martin uh, Marxist conspiracy theory. And then uh, everything that I do like is uh, you vote Republican. Yeah. And it's like literally. Yeah, and that's the just, saving grace for everything. No, I agree. It, it, that's what I can't stand about that dude is like, because I, I, I do enjoy I do enjoy his commentary because. It tends not to at least be um, all lies, but it then it and then it but it skews so hard to the right where I'm just like, okay, buddy, I get it, I get it. You're fucking Jewish as fuck. I get it. I get it that you fucking you're up your own ass and you can play the violin. I get it. You went to Harvard. We get it. So yeah. yeah. One of the things about Ben Shapiro, though, if I can push back on that a little sure. bit, is that not unlike that uh, a false premise you just gave that he <laughs> doesn't he doesn't lie a lot. He lies a lot. So okay. he'll say he'll give you he'll do a syllogistic argument where he goes A, B, C, D, and E um, and thus F. Right. And therefore, and therefore, right. neo-Marxists and postmodernists. And you're like, well, hold on here. Let's examine it. I don't want to examine it. You're, you're avoiding the point. And it's like, no, 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 Ben, I want to examine A. Mm -hmm. And you go back there and like, let's look at this thing that you said. And it's like, it's not true. Yeah. And then he takes the second thing. And it's like, that's also not true. He's very good at gish galloping and equivocating. Mm -hmm. He's very good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's good. I think that there's two different skills, right? There's political theory and then there's like commentation. Mm -hmm. You can attest to commentating is sort of hard. Like when you're, the camera's on you, you're talking to someone. And like, I mean, just as a Twitch streamer, I'm I, I, uh, not just that you're bad at speaking. <laughs> That's not what I'm no, saying. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at chat and stuff oh, too. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I, I get, um, please continue. Yeah. Uh, I forget what I was saying. God now. damn Fuck. it. Uh, ben Shapiro, uh, you don't like it's, him. It's hard lies. to do. It's hard to do commentation. Him mm -hmm. and Stephen Crowder have sat there and learned the talking points, mm -hmm. and they just sit there and they'll reel, they'll shoehorn. Oh yeah, you're saying like this, and that's why you know 1350, 13 percent of the population is fifty percent of the crime, and mm -hmm. and this and da da da, and that's why we need to you know outlaw homosexuality. It's like whoa, <laughs> yeah. How did you get there, bro? I was talking about bikes. And then you're talking about, you know, black people do all the crime and that you need to outlaw homosexual. How'd you get there? Mm. How'd you get there so fast? But they're right. just good at because they're just in that zone all day. And I think, you know, uh, I don't know. I generally don't like Ben Shapiro. No, I don't. His, I, or his beliefs or his ideology or his arguments well, no, or his I tone I don't. or his height. <laughs> it's five nine, everybody. Or, or his wife's dry ass pussy. I don't like any of that. I, I like the last one a little bit. Oh. <sighs> Oh. Uh, no, the, the, the thing about Ben Shapiro, and, and I agree I, with all of what you just said, by the way. Uh, and and I guess when I said he's not lying, that was a, a that was a stretch as well, because all of these motherfuckers are pushing a narrative as well, and that's what I get. So I'm interested in, in since you're you're the arbiter of truth here. Um, I'm just I'm just curious, where do you get your information besides the 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 Pfizer mailer or whatever? I remember I asked, oh, I, yeah. I, you said something in. The first time I met you, I was just like, I was just like, oh, have you been following Alex's coverage of the the pandemic? And he's like, I don't need to. I get I get my uh, I get a newsletter from Pfizer. And and, and, and you that, like re 
And in that you moment, like, I'm just like, oh, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you like read it earnestly. You're like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I was well, like, okay, sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I know who I'm talking to now. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but since, I, I, since I, you I are the arbiter been... of truth, who or where do you find uh, – where where do you find what, – what commentator do you, do you enjoy? And, and then where do you find your information that is so truthful? I'm I'm through the rabbit hole such that I there is no one commentator I would advocate for any. I think various people are good in various things. Like for instance, take Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald is good when he's talking about a free free speech absolutism. So is Noam Chomsky. Mm-hmm. Noam Chomsky is a better broader. Speaker, Although Noam but, Chomsky has has recently come out for mandates for the vaccine, so he is not that big of a free speecher guy kind of dude. Well, that's well. That's two different things. One's I don't medical, know. I don't know. One's, one's medical intervention. That's that's the problem is because yeah. people are seeing this yeah, as a you're contrarian right. You're right. Uh, you're right. free speech issue. I'm just issue. throwing shit all in one little thing and, and making a big hubble. But but still, it, it's but connected. But that does indicate how this is a personal political thing and less about the science and less about the medicine. Yeah. He's looking at it from the material conditions of you know getting ahead of the thing epidemiolo- epidemiologically, right? Right. Even though, a, they don't, uh, even though that we're finding more and more that it's not. Not really. I think that I think that maybe you're using motivated reasoning to of say course that I it's am. not as successful as it is. But I it think is successful. Largely, I never said it wasn't successful, but I'm saying yeah. that the, but 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 we're gonna go back, we're gonna come back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so I'm saying this. Go ahead. Uh, there's not one person I think that growing up is realizing that we don't have any one hero. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones is good when talking about false flags. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, he has an encyclopedic, encyclopedic knowledge of fucked up shit the U.S. imperial apparatus has done on, with war crimes and stuff. He's good at that. Chapo Trap House is good at, I don't know, I don't know, being like sock damn libs, basically. Uh, fucking uh, True and On is good about Jeffrey Epstein. Right. You have to go to each thing about their little core hobbit. And there's not good all arounders. I think all arounders aren't necessarily great. But I think maybe the best all arounders is probably Noam Chomsky. I don't, I don't know. But like, I would say that you have to just, there's no shortcuts, right? You have to read a lot. You have to listen to a lot of podcasts. You have to mm-hmm. read a lot of articles. And then, and, and then on top of getting the theory down, then on top of being on top of uh, current events, then you have to, uh, if you're doing what we do, you have to practice commentating, right? It's not only that, it's not only having ideas and whatever, it's about shoehorning that into bullet points of rhetoric that you can like list off and give good takes when you're mm-hmm. like reading an article or reviewing tweets and all that. So I, so I say this, the expert you need to listen to is yourself. Yeah. No, that's right. Everybody listening to this, they need to, your lib is showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so. as old as dirt. No, but yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. I, I do get is, emotional. Is Noam Chomsky a lib? I would, I'm curious if Noam Chomsky, like I don't, fucking. I don't know if he is anymore because of how it shifted. And, and I don't know if we're talking about different things again, because you obviously have different definitions for liberal and for, for yeah, monetary that's... liberal. I know that that's how it works in that world. I, I'm just going for that basic the basic understanding of like left and right, you know, of what what the basic yeah. layman would understand, and and I don't know if Noam Chomsky oh. would fit into that still. Everyone else besides Noam, well, yeah, I, I'm just giving an example. I was just using that like a, mm-hmm. a, a Glenn Greenwald came to mind. I was speaking right. specifically to Zach App. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone specifically because yeah. honestly, a lot of people on the the 
uh, Marxist, uh, you know, people who, you know, the, the talk about the immortal science of, you know, Marxism, uh, 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 Marxist Leninism or whatever, uh, uh, they, that they, they've been mar marginalized in the free press and the little scant crumbs that we get on the left are sort of pseudo corporatist progressive Democrats, like a lot of like Kyle Kalinske, a lot of the YouTubers that people call like the, 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 the new, new left mm -hmm. is basically just progressive Democrats. And they're not really in a, in a materialist, uh, a sense, a Marxist sense. There's not really a lot of big commentators in the U S who would fill that void. I think that there's a vibrant community on Twitch. I think that there's places that you can go, but there's never really been a big market for that in the, for the U.S. Yeah, there's not a I don't know maybe specifically Zach App could suggest a commentator that he thinks summarizes it very very easily, but I generally think that you have to read everything and then sort of synthesize your own takes. Yeah, uh, from it is what I would suggest. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I absolutely agree with that because you got to understand that every one of these people who you're listening, Kyle Kalinsky, fucking even. You know, breaking points, or or Jimmy Dore, or Men Monero, or 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 Meven Router, whatever. It, all of these people all are have a, a narrative that they're pushing, and they all have sort of something. So, like, if you don't want that skewed point of view, you definitely have to go in and read the shitty articles, read the shitty fucking papers, read the shitty medical reports, and fucking actually go in there and do it yourself, or else you're not really ever going to get a full picture that isn't skewed by someone else. Um, and, 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 and you hear it very much in how I speak too. And I, I, I hear it. And, and then and like, there's certain times when I have to pull back on listening to people because I'll start like sounding like them. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm not that person. So it's like, you very much have to start, uh, you really very much have to go in there and figure it out for yourself because it's like, you're, especially if you do stuff like I do. And, and this is a fucking music podcast, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, everyone who's joining us thinking that this is how it is all the time, this is actually a music podcast, and it started as a music podcast, still is a music podcast, but this is where we go, because this is part of, it's not like musicians end, they, they, their lives end and start with music, it's like, it's a whole spectrum of stuff going on here, so. Zach App listed, like, three people that have, like, 20,000 followers on YouTube, like, that's what I'm saying, that's about as big as a leftist gets in yeah. the U.S. media establishment, there's no like Steven Crowder right. like when you get above a certain degree you're basically your audience is is basically progressive Democrats mm -hmm. and that's why those those things they're basically even fucking Albert Einstein's why socialism essay is pog as fuck okay so but <laughs> I mean yeah the guy the guy who made a nuke to drop on China you know like so it's sort of you know it's sort of whatever yes. but I think that it's, it becomes easier to suss out where you are if you read theory. So like you, you just read any, you can go find, go to your local college, look up what uh, the poli sci uh, courses are and look in the textbook, uh, look at the, uh, at the bookstore, what the required book for that is and look for the version, the last version. If they're on version 11 or the 11th edition, go for the 10th edition on Amazon. It'll be like $2. Yeah. So you can and read it. You read yourself a whole ass political science book for like $2 and you'll have a very cohesive top-down uh, view of where to suss, suss out where you are in the world. Yeah. And then it will give you some sort of framework to say, because a lot of people, a lot of people, like, for instance, I was raised by Catholic conservatives, and I just assumed that I was Republican. 
until I like read a lot. And then I'm like, I don't think I am at all. Actually. I don't, that doesn't, this doesn't vibe with my internal sense of right and wrong and ethical uh, standing and how the world was told, uh, how I was told the world should work versus how it actually works. I don't think I can be a conservative. So I just switched over and, you know, became based. Based. Just oh. based. In, Were you uh, picking your nose or something? No, uh, I was earlier, but not right now. I was actually looking up Das Capital. I was looking like I know what that is, but now I yeah okay never mind. It's that's um yeah that's, it's the uh, book by like, fucking or is it a critique of Karl Marx? No, it's Karl Marx's. Uh, that's his uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, Grand Opus. Yeah, it's like his insane. his life's work. Although the, you can get pilled basically on the, the communist manifesto, I would start with that because Wait, if you have you, the have you seen those communists those those democratic socialist uh, meetings that go on where where they're like point of order and like have you ever seen any of those 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 ridiculous things that happen where they're trying to like solve issues and it's just them constantly just pointing out each other's like how they like. <laughs> how they miss miss uh, misgendered someone or it, it, oh, you mean like point of privilege point of privilege like, yes point yeah, of privilege kind of, i wouldn't say that those are those are that is yeah those are like what what condescendingly is referred to as like rad libs right those yes. are like radical liberals who are not really pilled on marxist theory but instead are sort of um very motivated solely uh they're like we class reduction. All right, sorry, sorry about that. Please keep going. They're like they're like class reductionists the other way, where they're only looking at the intersectional interplay of race right. and society as the as the sole form of discrimination. Whereas, uh, like purely economic uh, Marxists are sort of criti criticized by only looking at the monetary economic side of things. And I think you have to you can't be like I don't want to say autistic. <laughs> but you can't just look at one. You have to have a multi-axial understanding of it because especially in America, there's a lot of fucking racial systemic racism here and money, although you, one may argue money would fix a lot of the things it's fucked up. But yeah, those people I would call like rad libs and they're people for whom the intersectional racial stuff it makes is the large component of what drives them. Mm. And that shit, I don't know, man, I, I think they're well-intentioned, but it does come across as a little cringe and stupid. And I don't know how on yeah, I don't know how on board I am with all the – they make stuff complicated, you know, neo-pronouns and uh, xeno-genders and stuff like that. I'm kind of confused about how all that stuff sort of fits into yeah. a materialist worldview. I don't I, – I, or the uh, – so I'm kind of confused about all that. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is kind of confused about that. I mean, I think they are confused about that. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and play a little bit of this and then, and then, yeah. we'll, then we'll move on just because I want everyone to see how – See what's really happening here. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Win socialism. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point of personal privilege. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. <laughs> yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, th 
That background that she had was very cool. That little concave acoustic board is what I was focusing on during that. But yeah, that was definitely shitty fucking optics. That's bad. Like, this is so stupid. That's just so stupid. That just, no, who's going to get on board with that? I don't know. I mean... There's, I mean, okay, for in the interest of fair time, can you play that fucking thing about Charlie Kirk where his people came up and talked about when we, hey, you're talk, and talking to us about the revolution. When are we going to grab our guns that you told us to get and shoot these people? When are we going to kill these people? Wait, the socialism debate? No, it's the one where like Charlie Kirk, one of his people came up on a Q&A and asked like, okay, hey, look, let's say, let's say I believe everything you're saying, okay? When are we actually going to rise up, okay? Like it was like one of those questions and he okay. was like, whoa. Hey, let's 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 dial this back. Yeah, let, let let's take a second here and uh, chill for uh, a second. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking. I, I want to see that part. If anybody has a uh, has a link to that, I, I will definitely play that. But I'm not having. A, I'm not. It's not coming up really quick. I put it in feedback. What does that mean? I don't know. Feedback. Do you have a feedback section? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I see what you're saying. In, in the I figured Discord. it out. I figured it out, man. In mine, aren't you glad? I, aren't you glad I'm here? I am glad you're here. Oh, come on, you dirty hooker, you. Yeah, that that shit is. Uh, yeah, it's just bad optics, and I think that it doesn't. I think that a lot of people don't want to admit that tr- Trump ran a campaign that, at least in aesthetics, better represented the working class ideal in America. He Bernie Sanders and Trump won on that front. And then Bernie Sanders was edged out by party loyalty to Hillary Clinton because she's been she's been juicing the the D triple C for fucking 30 years. That's how are you going to displace her in that organization? She's it's basically she became it's that's like the D triple C was literally like a mecha suit for Hillary Clinton at that point. And I'm not mad at her for being a pro, power broker for 30 years. I mean, not like it, but she fucking earned that shit. You know what I mean? Like. So as much as the, and which I don't like the Democrats, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like literally it makes sense that, you know, that that is like that. And I, it, Bernie Sanders is based as hell for getting in there and almost taking over that whole organization and almost, you know, almost stealing uh, the primary from them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I thought but, that was amazing. I would have went for Bernie all day. But I think that Trump and Bernie did a much better job of articulating the fears and motivations of the working class people. And I think that for the people for whom saying that the, the, the Republicans are just have brainworms and that's why they voted for Trump. It doesn't cover the actual material concerns that they had. They had existential. It's literally capitalism and crisis, which is, you know, the, the pre- precipitates everything bad in history. <laughs> yeah. So it's, they were trying to protect their interests. They were trying to do, I mean, it's, it makes more sense when you look at it through a economic lens, what they were fighting for. And yeah. it wasn't just, a, you know, because they were worried about Obabe or, you know, getting replaced. Although that some for, there was a percentage of them that was an issue. Yeah, of for, course. No, I, 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 I want, the more you look at things, even the more that you can just boil this down into economics, into the fact of the have and have nots. And even when it comes down to, to, to race and where people are put into this world, it, it all comes down to it. And the way it's looking to me is that it seems like it's curving more away from racism and more into a classism type of thing where it's like, there's definitely, uh, not to say that's not racism folks there's definitely lots of racism there's definitely lots of homophobics fucking dipshits out there and all that horrible shit is still out there 
But I don't think it's so much of that more than I think it's just a class issue. And I think that's probably been the issue forever, obviously. But but what's fu- interesting is, is that when you see the upper crust, when you see them sort of focusing in on these race issues and, and sort of pulling away from the class issues, I think that that's very telling. And what that does is it ends up sort of mixing things up and getting people confused and getting people mad at each other. I mean, it's divide and conquer. It's the oldest fucking yeah trick in the book so I, I honestly why we're sitting here hating our neighbor for fucking having a fucking blm or a trump sign in their front yard they're passing policy that is selling our country down the fucking river and turning us more into america inc than the united states of a fuck america god damn it yeah i would agree yeah neo, neoliberal policy Gosh. is bad it's bad for us it's bad for the countries it fucks up okay it's, it's, it's fucking zach app is that is not the thing to link, bro? That Come was, on, goddamn! This, like, this is what, what am I gonna do with that? Look, look, this is what this is. How to improve society? But this is uh, cool. Talk network, workplace, property. Look, a workplace. People need somewhere to work. How are they gonna work if they don't have a uh, if they don't have a job because of AI and we're on UBI? How's that gonna happen? I'm just uh, improved soil garden property. Yes. Okay. Well, this uh, looks interesting. I mean, y'all can look at this if you want. This is interesting to me. I, I like this, but uh, I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what you were trying to put in. The best way to conquer, they say, is to divide. Shrek. Yes, indeed. Hey, Mister Mister Braindead, can you find me that? I, I'm looking for this. It's like literally. I don't want a whole ass segment around it. Uh, but it's the okay. Trump Trump supporter asked Charlie Kirk, "When do they start?" Here, I'm gonna whisper this to you. Okay. I'm going to whisper this to you over here. Let me, let me, uh, Since fucking Zach App completely failed at doing failed. that, apparently. Fuck, fuck Zach App. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought you were fucking a, a mod. Weak as fuck. <laughs> weak That's as mod. That's why he's not. That's why he's not. <laughs> That's why he's not a mod anymore. It was green links in the middle. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I know what he's talking about. It's the green links in the middle. I don't know what that means. I do. Uh, so beyond oh, okay. capital, literal, just books. What's the one? No, don't ignore him. Okay, ignore that. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't know what it. he's doing. It has nothing to do with that. It's anyway, it's the it's the thing that I just I sent it. you. I see it. Yeah. Stopping of the ballot counting and the resuming I've seen of the ballot this. counting this is at three thirty in the morning to the days that followed, where all of a sudden it felt like they were just finding more ballots in every single direction. We look at this and we say, "Wow, we know they hated Donald Trump." But we did not know, or we were taken by surprise, or we were not ready for what they were willing to do. You ready? Yeah. You're brave. You're brave for what you say and the fact that you stand up there and say it, and I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it, actually, because there's not a lot of people that have the balls to do it. But I want to ask you something a little bit out of the ordinary. So, prepare yourself. (laughs) At this point, we're living under a corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? <laughs> no, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many yeah. elections are they gonna steal before we kill these people? So, no, I, 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 no, hold on. I, I, no, stop. <laughs> Woo! Now, I'm gonna denounce that, I'm gonna tell you why. Because you're playing into all their plans and they're trying to make you do this, that's okay. Just hear me out. You started with a compliment, so at least give me a little bit. (laughs) They are trying to provoke you and everyone here. They are trying to make you do something that will be violent, 
that will justify a takeover of your freedoms and liberties, the likes of which we have never seen. We are close to have, hold on, we are close They're already to doing have that. Is, The guy is right. He's like, bro, if what you're saying is true, the logical conclusion is we should take these guns and go do something about it. Like you're literally, and, and he didn't walk that back. He's like, well, we're living under corporate and uh, medical fascism and they stole elections. If those three things were true, they would be completely righteous in, in taking up arms. I, I, I would argue. So he's like literally correct. He's like, hold on, I'm going to stop you. I, and then he didn't walk back anything the guy said. He just says, but you're falling into there. He, he added another layer to the conspiracy by saying mm -hmm. you're playing into their hands. Yes. That is what they want you to do mm -hmm. type stuff. And it's like, bro, like, so while the DSA is cringe, there's cr definitely cringe on both sides. And I would take, you know, a, a neurodivergent guy talking about how chatter makes him nervous or whatever. Yeah. We can't internalize over that guy, but that is, that's the problem with these these new uh, uh, conservative commentators, right? They're they're bringing us exactly up to the point. And this late stage conservatism, mm. when you when you re in the context of understanding, you know, the capitalism and crisis component to it, when you look at it, this looks very similar to what we saw in like Italy and uh, Germany when. It was, you know, the libs basically took up arms and started, you know, they got they had a little violent vanguard thing. It's like mm. literally it's like a fascist movement. And I do see that being an outgrowth of that because there are a lot of people who feel like him, mm. uh, you know, in the logical conclusion to a lot of that conservative rhetoric is violence. Yeah. So I'm not sure what to do with that. Mythic politics, we got, I have to piss so bad. Will you take over and just uh, vamp while I go pee? Okay. And, and then we'll finish up. We got about 10 minutes left of the show, but I have to piss so bad. I can't take it. So, okay. Mythic politics vamp. How's it going, everybody? Does anybody in the chat have any questions for you? Now I'm delayed. So I don't know how long of an inter interaction it is between you and me. I mean, Mr. Braindead says, yes. I mean, the DSA shit is bad, but this is a thousand percent worse. True. Scon7125 says tolerance of the intolerant is not tolerance. It's stupidity incarnate. True. That's a, uh, what's that, that one principle that, you know, uh, tolerance will only get you, was it polar? I forget what it is. Uh, one side is saying, don't misgender me. The other side is when do we get to murder? True. Mr. Braindead saying, I'm down with the general idea of respect that they wanted at the DSA event, the fucking wholesale endorsement of slaughtering your neighbors uh, who's left to center. And eh. it's a false equivalence on the size of some major cities. I'm not sure what that means. Moving Dutchman says, if only it was true, that is a big if. What if are you referring to, Dutchman? Mr. Pew. See, that's why I appreciate Marvin Haymeyer's quote before he went out. I'm not sure what that quote is. Rant time, LOL, vamp time. All the cool kids pee their pants. True. What is your favorite juice? I like pomegranate juice. I use pomegranate juice as a, a pre-workout because it, it's apparently, if you take eight ounces a day, it's supposed to increase your testosterone saliva levels. And I don't know what that means, but if I'm going to take any sort of arbitrary glucose as a pre-workout with a caffeine pill, then I'm going to take that one because at least it's shown to be positively correlated with high tea. So that's what I do there. Snickers or Kit Kats? I, I think as as a, a man with a, a large appetite, I would choose the Snickers, I think, just because I think it would say, satiate my hunger more. But with, as far as Kit Kats, they're very satisfying. They're crispy, and they have all those cool Japanese flavors, which they card out every once in a while. They do be enticing me. Animal behind you? Yeah, there was. Uh, there's actually two. Mango, remember. Let's see if I can find it. 
Yeah. yeah. There's actually two. One's not getting up. Oh, yeah, he got up. Let's see there. Uh, join host my okay Streamlabs. Yep, yep, yep. Do uh, do I watch any other online political commentators? Yeah, there was a guy who called Noah Samson who basically went into the new left. Um, I can't post a link to the chat or else it'll zap me because Streambots, Streamlabs. But Noah Samson did uh, a, a video on YouTube called LeftTube, and I followed about forty or fifty sort of leftist commentators. Uh, but that's uh, a good place to start. Hey, hey, I'm back. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for uh, for for vamping there. I had to piss so bad that when I when I thought I was done pissing, more piss came to the point where oh, yeah. I had to yell at my piss. So um, there you go. I yelled at my piss today, guys. Black Bob Ross, what is going on? Welcome in. Knives Robotica. Welcome, welcome. Mr. Pew, welcome in. This is for you. Uh, yes, welcome in everybody. Marvin Haymaker quote, I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable. Yes, yes. And then so when you look at places, we were talking about guns and stuff. When you're looking at places like like uh, Australia right now, are you following what's going on in Australia right now? I, I was looking at that. So I was listening to a Zach, I posted the name of that one union Australian uh, speaker, but I was listening to an Australian last night who said like, look, I've only there's only been seven COVID deaths in America. Imagine Australia. What's that guy's the what's that union guy's name? Uh, he was talking about that specifically. He's like, when I li Imagine listen to American Australia. media, when I when I listen to American media uh -huh. on there, uh, he they they say all these things. He's like, I've not. I, there's no like camp that people are being sent to. There's no like. There's no. It's like a weird LARP that people are doing on Twitter. Wait, it's wait, literally like. So there's no camps. There's no camps. So what are all these like? What are these people like escaping from? What are these people? What are these videos coming from? Then are they just made no up idea. videos? Are they just I, I, maybe? But like Alex Jones did a whole ass thing about FEMA camps back in the 2000s. Remember? I know. Those, oh yes, those... I remember. <laughs> Okay, and, and that's where ever, it all comes from, right? This is where it's all coming from. Look, listen, bro, it's called Rex eighty four. It's Jade Helm. They're gonna round the people up. They, they come here. They think they're gonna save you from the hell from the tornadoes and the hurricanes. That's not what they're doing, brother. They're gonna take you up execution style. And they're gonna come for the Christians. Yeah. They're gonna put the Christians and they have the plastic coffins. They're gonna bow. They're gonna bury you in there and they're gonna bury you in the concrete. And they're never gonna see you again. Like it's not no, that it's ever gone. happened. I right? No, no. And I agree with that. But I'm saying that there are literally people getting put into places that they're calling you know covid camps or whatever and there are people literally trying to escape there are people who can't like cross a line or i mean it's gotten so ridiculous and, and of course obviously this could be all american media bullshit and, and which yeah. sucks which really sucks because i, I don't know I, I, we have that general reporting problem when i see something out of north korea taiwan ukraine china or whatever i don't know what to believe about anything anymore right Mighty, mighty, thank you that. so much for that gifted sub to Hippie Smiles. Hey, thank you so yo. much. Can we, get a, can we get a hype train? Can we get a hype train? Can we get any bits? Can no, we get any bits? No can hype we trains. get any cheers? No can we get a fucking... Bro, I want these motherfuckers to run a hype train on me and my mom. I'm going to fucking say it. I want the <laughs> hype train to fucking choo-choo all up in my fucking face. Bam, 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 bam. You hear that? That's the hype train horn, people. Let's go. Let's do it. Tie me to the motherfucking tracks and let's go, dude. Give sub me from nine ways until Sunday until you can't give sub me no more. Brought to you by Giant. Pfizer. Fuck you. Yeah, that's Pay right. Me. 
Boom. Thank you, Pfizer. China uh, has over 600,000 villages. How you going to uh, dictate shit? True. Well, they do it by... They do it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, China's <laughs> got it together, man. They China, do. China... China's going to be the global hegemon quick. They they figured they figured that shit out. Well, they just but they just surpassed us on um, wealth, right? Like they are now the wealthiest country in the world now. Boom! Look at that. Oh. Hey, Mister Brain Dead, thank you so much for gift subbing to wow to to uh, to oh oh you guys no don't get a hype train going because then I'll have to sing a <laughs> stupid fucking song and then I'm I not trying know. to I'm not oh, trying wait, to sing what? a song I'm not trying to I was it. wondering why my nipples were rock hard right now and I guess it's because of the hype train there is I don't no know. hype train I, it's, it's I don't one know. thing away, I don't but know. we're not gonna do hype trains guys I woke up and my knee was aching and my fucking t my teats were lactating. And that is because I fucking knew a hype train was going to come and no, get run on me. No, there's not a hype train. Please don't okay. do the hype train. I'd rather have Why, a discussion. When you started. I'd rather talk you... than have a hype train because I'd rather. <laughs> in, in the small amount of time we have left, let's get to the yeah. front page. Calm down, Scun. It's not that. We're not doing that. Thank you guys for refraining from hype training. I, I do want to finish out this conversation. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they've fully refrained. Well, they have. There's no that. hype train. It's fine. We're good. We're okay. Good. okay. Oh, God damn okay. it, buddy, buddy. What the fuck were you thinking? Boom. See that? There's I no knew, hype train. I, oh, see? There's I knew no hype the hype train yet. was coming because it's you not, started maliciously. You, no. Before we started, you were maliciously touching your fucking mustache and twirling. Which, and I was like, why am I tied it. to these fucking tracks? Stop it. Why oh, am I tied to these tracks? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what is this I'll song? I'm very I curious. I hope you're happy. I, I'm very curious. What the, Look at that. 88% hype train. I'm very curious. Bro, okay. Okay, complete purchase. Okay. Stop it. I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> Just Bro, stop. look at that. Not I can't him. believe that happened. This is annoying. Not annoying. Thank you guys so much. I, I appreciate all of you. You're beautiful people, but God damn it. I was just trying to talk to Mythic Politics here, and now this is what I'm doing. All right, guys. We're doing a raid. I mean, we're doing the we're doing a hype song. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna get there. We'll bring there he is. He's still with us. And it's not a raid song, it's a hype train. Here we go. Alright, guys, thank you so much for the hype. I appreciate it. Uh, this song is for you, and I'm playing it on my beautiful hollow body guitar and not my Spanish guitar because I don't know where it is. So here we go. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Yes, tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, yes, tacos. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yummity yum. It's like a dream. Yum, yum, yummity yum, more sour cream. It's raining tacos. Ooh, 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 tacos.
It's rainy tacos. God damn it! Pop it. Welcome. <coughs> it's rainy tacos. Out of the sky. Yes, tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's rainy tacos. Damn it, it's, Level two. It's still going. God damn it. I thought it would peter out by now. Electric going. Thank you so much. Oh, your lady Woo! friend Bonnie. Thank you guys so much. Oh, hold on. I'll, I got one more song and then we're going to end the podcast because now we got to go. But uh, we'll do one more song and then I really do have to leave, guys. Um, let's see. What are we doing? What, what's, what's a good song? Should we do Share? Should we do How something? about Wonderwall? Okay. We'll do Wonderwall since this is just so ridiculous. Oh shit. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Because why not? Is 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 let's see if it's still on here. Here we go. I just played I actually just played this song at the homeless shelter, so this is this is funny. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing like playing Wonderwall at the homeless shelter, folks. Uh, That's my favorite thing. Okay, guys, here we go. We're gonna play this stupid song, and whether the hype is over or not, we're gonna we're continuing on with our lives. So here we go. Uh Today is gonna be the day when I bring it all back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the world is on the street and the fire is the heart is out I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had all doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Oh, he's got the drumsticks. All right, I gotta go down a little. Hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. And all the roads we have to walk are winding. Yeah. And all the lights that lead us there are blinding. Oh. There's so many things that that I'd like to say to you, but I don't know. I don't know how. how. <laughs> Cause maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me. When after all. You're my wonder wall. God, this is terrible. And that's the end of the song. Wait a minute. Did, did we do the actual song or the actual thing? Well, let's, I don't know. Let's do the actual. No, we're not. We're done. You're good. You got it. Yeah, I did it. And I think we've hyped enough. And, 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 and if you guys bit, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just the hype. I'm, I'm all hyped out. No, I, I want to thank you, everybody, for fucking running that hype train. Me and 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 uh, me, uh, me, yeah, and our mothers. Fuck, I forgot your name, Mike. I almost called you Matt. That's okay. For me, running a train on me and Mike, I, I appreciate that. And retro, I think that train got ran on me so hard that my mom felt it, and yes. I appreciate you guys. Our I mothers are both uh, sore from that that train, that that hype train. So we appreciate some that. somewhere along the line. My mother right now, her heart is beating. She doesn't know why. It's because the epigenetic psychic connection that we've had and the vicarious secondhand elation that she felt from that hype train. It's been amazing. I don't want to thank you. 
and the, your chat for doing that. It's been it's been wonderful. Yes, and and uh, I, I appreciate that as well from my chat, and 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 thank you, Mythic Politics, for for fucking up your uh, your sleep schedule and uh, all that just to be on here, just to just to talk shit with with your boy. We and appreciate it. I would love to do it again sometimes. I'd love to have you back on, and, and I know I know your chat doesn't want to see my face, so that's fine. But <laughs> I I do appreciate you having me on your show. I had a really great time talking to you, and that's why I wanted you on my show. Uh, well, no, I wanted you on my show before I went on your show. But anyway, you know what? Uh, you know what? My my chat will fucking learn to like it. We got to do this again, and I'm I think t- that we would do better to speak specifically, like foment. Uh, do just do a roundtable on conspiracy theories because very often we we start doing prescriptive uh, political uh, mm-hmm. treatments, right? We start right. talking about politics, and it takes away from the actual fun of just getting into the lore of right. conspiracy theories. And I think that maybe I don't know, maybe in another month we'll come back yeah. and you know do it again here I or there. It doesn't great. matter. That's perfect that's perfect all right mythic politics everybody give them a round of applause thank you so much you i'll talk to you later brother all right have all a right day. man thank peace Thank you so much, Mythic Politics. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths and your tras and your good times. Uh, again, go check out Mythic Politics. He is on twitch.tv slash mythicpolitics, and that's M-Y-T-H-I-C-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-S. Mythic Politics, he streams like every fucking night, all fucking night, yo. So go and uh and if anything, he's just consistent. You know, he's a consistent dude. He's actually growing in his numbers. I'm super happy, like fucking to know him. Like honestly, I think he's a really smart dude. Really respect the shit out of him. And uh I, I can't you know, it's gonna be fun collaborating with him in the future more because uh, I have it's just a really good time. I have a really, really fun time. I don't know if he has a really, really fun time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like sometimes I feel like I, I'm too clunky to have conversations with, with people who think like mythic politics, but you know, that's my own insecurities. I think I suck at everything I do, so th- it's fine. It's fine. We'll 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 get past it some plastic. We'll get plastic and plastic. Hold on. I'm going to drink some tea real quick. Hold on. Oh, my God. I need to coat my throat because it is getting rough. This Corona. This Corona. It sucks, but it's not as bad as it could be. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Not going to be thankful for that blessing, but it is not my favorite. I will tell you that. I'm just mostly nauseous. If it wasn't for the nausea, uh, I would I would be okay. But it's just everyone like I'll stand up too fast. In the first couple of days, my stomach was fucked. So, but it seems to be all sort of clearing up, and I don't know. Maybe I'm getting better. Maybe I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. All right, guys, I am done, son. I am so done. I've been talking for way too long. And um, I'm ready to I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get some other things done that I need to get done around the house. So, all right, guys, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Make sure that you're fucking you're 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 vaccinated. <laughs> um, if you want to be, so get vaccinated, folks. If you want to, if not, 
you know, take precautions. Be be cautious. Protect protect the vulnerable. I don't know why I'm saying all this. There's no reason to be this divisive at the end of an episode. It's weird how it's divisive to say get vaccinated if you want to. That's funny. All right, guys. Be good. I'll talk to you guys next week with Gail Hicks West and um, some other people, I think. So, all right. Peace.